<laughs> what you gonna do? Press record. I'm the black man, black man, I'm outside. I'm the black man, black man, I'm outside. I'm the black man, black man, I'm outside. I'm the black man, black 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 Welcome to another episode of Black Men Do Talk, where we have overdue conversations from a black man's perspective. Well, a bit more. Can you put me at the level me out, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, level everybody out. You feel me? I mm. want some love, too. Appreciate you, my guy. You probably just can't hear yourself. I couldn't. You used to having the headphones. It's, That's true. I feel naked. Let me put my chain out. Okay, it is out. <laughs> naked you came in the world, naked you leaving, my boy. That's yeah, right. bro. I don't know, bro. Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't have watches. my ring. Bro, that yeah, that, that's the worst. That's how bro, I feel about watches. If like, I don't have my watch in my ring, I feel naked. Nothing. This is weird. I, I, I ordered another one because I lost the last one too. Oh, dang, dang, bro. This is the I've I've lost nine rings now, maybe bro. ten. I guess they got an Amazon Prime. I'm the one back. who actually sold out on the Mark Twelve Thirty rings. Probably. Yeah, there's no. More I got left. two. I still got my same two for the Nobody. past. Nobody. I've been flying into the ring. Wow. And that, okay. that's, that's why I said whoever I end up marrying can never be offended. If if and when I lose the ring, yeah, yes they can. Because that means she, she knew she knew what she signed up for. Warning! Bruh. Warning! 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 This is the ring. It's, it's, it's not the fact I don't value the marriage. It's for just sure. I lose material things very often. Uh, I would just lose. It. Look, I love my ring. My dog. I, I feel naked. I feel like with some things that can go right. Like ah, I lost my cell phone. It's material thing, right? Thousand dollars. You know, right? Money. It could be made back. But then, you know, you go back to like, I don't know, say you lose your child's birth certificate. Ah, material things. That's still important, though. There's a level to that. Yeah, so you don't lose? Wait, 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 wait. You don't lose something you never use. How? Now, bro. Oh, here we there's go. There's probably five times in your life you'll mm-hmm. ever use a dad. Really didn't want to get here, but yeah. with Mitchell, it's possible. My bad. Sure. My bad. But you did bring up something earlier. <laughs> Talk what? about would you spend time with Jesus or go to this fire concert? All right. I, I think, heard. I, th- I think I go to the concert. I'd be like, "Hey Jesus, bro, you trying to come? Hey, <laughs> Jesus, we better go worship you. We better go worship you. That's about you. That's they, crazy. So they got this one post that's going around that's talking about some spend ten minutes with Jesus, like face to face, you're in a room with him, or a trillion dollars. I'm choosing the trillion. I talk to him daily, and I will see him in that. So he dwells in my heart. <laughs> wow. And that daily. trillion dollars will dwell in my bank accounts. <laughs> And that Y'all same niggas G- don't understand value. And that G same Jesus gonna tell Y'all me. Y'all the same mean? niggas that would take a picture with Dag on Chris Brown. Matter of fact, that's, that's actually, you. That's, that's a damn lie. Thousand dollars. That's a lie. Backstage. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what? Talking about can I run it? That is something I would whatsoever. What's in your cup? What's in your cup? Don't worry. Quick push the button. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a truly mm, with. It's just it's just truly and. But they they've come out with a certain type of drink ah. along with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> Big uh, goal. Before I guess we already started. Yeah. Good week this um, week though. Uh. Yes. But before we start, um, one of the major pillars within the battle rap culture was murdered earlier on today mm. um, or last night. And in honor of Pat's day, I would just love if we were able to do a moment of silence for the homie. 
Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yes, Paste is a absolute legend. So I am like everywhere emotionally right now. Yeah. Like Brene Brown could not get a reading on me. That's how I am emotionally damaged at this moment. But we're here nah. right now. You feel me? So uh, that's been my weekend. How was my week? It was weird, but I definitely, it's some self-discovery happened at 5.30 on uh, Thursday morning. It was 4th. Yeah, some some heart some heart issues. The Lord was like, yeah, I'm going to show you now. It's like, God, dog. So it was good. It was good to, mm-hmm. to allow some things to be revealed, and now we got to work through them hoes. So, yeah. Indeed. Praise God for working through them hoes. Yeah, man. Because he works through the hoes. That's what she said. How does she say that, Lasha? Please. Please. You gotta ask her. Please. You gotta if we, ask her. If, if it ain't Gomer, then, then make it make sense. That <laughs> was a bar. That was a good one. I'm a battle rapper. You I live mean. life as one. Indeed. How was your week? It was good. It was good. Uh, work is picking up, but you know, that's cool. Um, Are y'all with the maps? Like, y'all were doing some stuff with the. No, nah, they just gave us a computer lab. They just gave y'all a. Well, Shouts out to the maps. Yeah. Big ups to uh, them people. Yeah. Okay. So today's topic right. How long do we spend on this intro? I don't know Shout out to Chance the Rapper Long A intro You feel me? Mm. Um, but, but The question for the day Can you be Sip your truly Can you be Can you be Pro-black And marry outside Of the race it's just a question, are we? Hey. We also got some murmurs from the, the live yeah, audience. Too. That's right. I heard it. <laughs> that is what we on today. How you shake your head? We didn't say nothing yet. That's wild. Like, yep. <laughs> niggas, niggas yep. already bad. <laughs> I think my, my only question to this particular question is like, <laughs> what do you mean when you say pro black? Well, let's ask, people- let's ask Dr. Umar. <laughs> <laughs> let's not ask that nigga nothing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You like Dr. Umar? In in some cases, no. Like what case? When I have kids, I'm gonna enroll them in that school. Yeah. Wait, the school don't exist. The funds exist. Bro, facts. Precisely. The funds exist. The school Precisely. don't exist. Nah, but nah. He One is day like, that school will. By the time be. I have kids, <laughs> when it'll be built. When? When? By the time I. Oh my gosh! Indeed. Yeah. Talk to me. My bad. I mean, interrupt you. It happens. Um, no, nah, well, you talking about my issue with him? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like or, if, 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 if it's something that Dr. Umar said, you're like, yo, fam, because I, I got some stuff I, I take yeah. issue with, but like, like, what do you, what, for what sure. No, nah, there was, there was, uh, I was, I forgot what interview <laughs> I was listening to, or maybe he was just going on one of his rants, because he definitely rants a lot. Um, uh, but he basically was just like, uh, there should be no dating outside of your race, period, whatsoever. There mm. is like, there is no excuse for it, yeah. like, at all. It was on the Breakfast Club. That's what it was, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not here for that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, if that's what pro-black means, I was just like, I can care less about it. So, but again, it depends on what you mean by pro-black. How do you define pro-black? I've never really defined it, but if we're talking like uplifting. So, for instance, black businesses, as soon as I find out there's a black, especially like coffee shops, I will go over there and I will go spend my money. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. want to support what you're doing for sure. Um, as a black business owner, because there's yeah. not a lot of us out there. So in that particular case, I'm pro-black. When uh, 
And when I'm, I'm like hanging out with a group of kids and there's been times where it's just like one little black kid, I'm hanging out with all the kids. But I will make sure I go talk to this little boy because he may not have had a chance to get to be with somebody who's older and black and a black man. So, you know what I'm saying? So like in that so, particular case. So you case, would say that pro-black is keeping economic dollars within the black community. Oh, that's very helpful. You disagree with Umar. Hmm? I agree with that point. I agree with that point, but I don't no, agree no, no. with. So, so, so by you saying that, mm-hmm. that's Umar's definition of being pro-black. It's not his only but with, definition. I was about to say not so, the only. So though. because, and this 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 is logic, marriage is a economic contract, mm-hmm. financial contract, and so if we're doing something that has economic value and economic consequences. To marry outside of the race where we're already struggling mm-hmm. would not put black dollars back into black people. Mm. That doesn't necessarily directly correlate in every situation. I'm just though. telling you what Umar for said. Sure. I yeah, said no, I for sure. Yeah. 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 By yeah. your definition, you that's that's literally what he said. Yeah. That not but literally. We could we can also agree <laughs> Umar don't connect every dot. It don't it don't it don't he don't track everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So Hey bro, I don't care what they say, bro. He got the best memes. He has yeah. the hands down. Hands down. His memes if are that's, amazing. Bro, if, if I ever see amazing. something, I'm like, Dad, this is getting crazy. And then I see him just pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my. He's like the Undertaker. He's coming out of nowhere. You talking about the one where he's sliding? Bruh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got so many, bro. Hey, look. What I say, so you don't have my credentials. <laughs> Shoot. Anytime I, anytime I choose not to invest in a black business, I see him sliding in in my face. <laughs> In your nightmares, With bro. the laser eyes. Shoot. He raised his eyebrow. Gosh. That Every time you watch European soccer, he just... So, play ahead. So where, where, where are you at so far That's in this particular conversation? Most, I don't know how many. He got some, he got some passionate thoughts about, about this. Say, I feel like I'm probably the most radical You, you, you yeah. battled this all through your HBCU adventures? All of it, yeah. I, I feel like I've been on every side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I, I oh, really, you, you weren't where you're at now. Before, uh, so like before, I didn't even like before I went to to fam. I didn't even know what like any of this really was because I went to you know a private Christian school. So like, it wasn't teaching me about Black history at all. <laughs> so you know, I get to I get to Tallahassee, and it's just a culture shock. But anyways, so I think me personally, I agree economically um, with promoting uh, the keeping of the Black dollar in. In the community, mm-hmm. because if you if you look at uh, other <clears throat> demographics, they do it really well. Um, la- I, when I was studying economics at FAM, I remember looking into it and it was like uh, the black dollar stays in the black community something like six hours. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So niggas get paid, and the dollar is gone. You know what I'm saying. Where you look at the highest rate, where it's like I think it was Chinese people. You're looking at like a month and a half, two months before that dollar ever leaves their community. You know what I'm saying? So like they're getting it back. You know what I'm saying? They're getting it back. So I think that's super important, uh, which supporting black business is such a big deal because when you support a black business, that's you're patroning a black company, which typically black businesses are also more inclined to give back to black uh, um, organizations. Um, organizations mm-hmm. They tend to support black causes. Um and when it comes to the marrying thing, eesh, that's where I feel like it gets a little murky. Mm-hmm. I feel like with money and with time, it, 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 when it's transactional, it's a little bit easier to have a conversational conversation. But like, I've seen black people who are married to other black people, and they don't give two craps about you know what I'm saying the black you know the black the black agenda in America. 
I've seen black folks marry outside their race, and that household is supporting and promoting, you know what I'm saying, um, the black agenda. And, 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 and also, to quote Cornell West, people hear the black agenda and they get, like, super defensive. But, like, ask yourself, you know what I'm saying, like, the black agenda is an all-inclusive agenda. Black people have never pushed for only black rights. Black people were just at the forefront of it because black people never had rights. You know what I'm saying? If you track back through, you know what I'm saying, the civil rights movement, they weren't promoting only black people, you know what I'm saying, get this or get that. They were promoting fair, and, and, and they were promoting fairness and equality. So I think <coughs> promoting Wait, what? the- what? What about that confused you? You said black people weren't promoting only black people? I'm saying they weren't promoting fairness and equality for only black people. It wasn't only give black people these rights. It was fairness and equality across the board. Okay. Yeah. But it was exclusively driven towards keeping things within the black community solely. To what, to what, what are you referencing? Name your civil rights leader. Name one. Martin Luther King was only trying to keep... Martin Luther King, on the mountaintop speech, uh-huh. he literally said, quit buying Wonder Bread. Don't shop at Walmart. He said, matter of fact, take all your life insurance out and put it in the bank that, bro, the day before he got shot Uh was in Memphis. Yeah. And the day he got, like the day before, he was on doing a mountaintop speech. The reason he got shot was because he said, take your dollars out these white banks and put them in black banks. Take your dollars out the white life insurance and put it in white life insurance. That's why they killed him. He's not, he wasn't a threat until he started threatening the money. Because once you threaten the money, that's when people listen. The whole point of the boycotts, your, I guess, what, wait, the your, whole point of the boycotts was, bro, black people didn't get on the buses, mm-hmm. Montgomery, for a year plus. Because they did that, they recognized the major, the major consumer in America is who? Black people. Mm-hmm. They saw, now, this one city may cause a riot and other cities might start taking, taking place. Let's put some legislation in place so we can more, put some more fairness for the black community. But yeah. why did they do that? Because they affected the pocket. Once you affect the pocket, that's when people listen. And that starts with economic withdrawal. And withdrawal means I'm not going to buy from who is not helping me. And I'm only going to buy from my own community. So they literally started carpooling the first Uber system. Yo, I'm going to pay you instead of paying the buses. And we all going to ride together. Or we all just going to walk. A year plus. Now, who's willing to do that? And this is why I think that during that whole time period, we've lost the, the, the concept of shame. Because you think everybody wanted to do that? No. But what if your neighbor was on your back saying, hey, fam, why are you sitting here about to get on the bus? We all finna walk. Don't <clears throat> ride that bus no more, fam. We gonna be in the back anyways. <clears throat> you right. You right. Put some shame on it. Shame not in the aspect of making it's, 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 it's a lack of morality and propriety. That definition of shame. And so, yes, it was exclusively towards black. It wasn't just, hey, let's have equal. Because there was such a disdain and an unequality aspect towards black, it's like for us to even have a fair chance, we can only do black. And so if that happens on an economic level, and back to what I was saying before, mm-hmm. economically, marriage is a contract. As y'all know, I'm very, 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 very passionate about contracts. Yes, it does benefit the black community to be within the black community when it comes to marriage. So what about my point that you disagree with? I agree with everything you just said. Well, so, so it was, it was the, it, like, it, it wasn't, I, I, had to, I had to hear it within the concept and 
And then when you act, when you in said, short, hey, in short, when, when, you, in when, short. When, you, when you start talking about like like black issues, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yes, it was about equality, but it was lean heavily towards black people only. And so because and you and you was like, yo, what 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 instance is that? You mentioned Martin. Martin was so what, literally so, he mentioned the the actual term so economic withdrawal Mitchell, was mentioned in the mountaintop speech. So what I was saying Next was day he gets killed. Yeah. So murder. what I was saying was us pushing for equality and civil rights benefited more than just the black community. Yes, we were doing it for our people, but what I'm saying is when we pushed for what we were pushing for, it didn't just benefit, and we weren't just fighting for ourselves long term. So, so here's, here's the thing, bro. Whenever we, and this is the tough part, even in church, bro, anybody talks about racial reconciliation, you're not finna see no Asians get on the panel. You're not seeing no Latinos get on the panel. You're not. You're not seeing, bro, it's black and white. Yeah. So we know what's up when we start talking about race in America. Yeah. It's black and white. Yes, other people may benefit from conversations and benefit from equality, but don't get it misconstrued. It's lean heavily towards yeah, black. That's, that was my, my But it wasn't, but you're, but you're, mind you, mind you, yes, it was about equality amongst men, equality amongst yeah. opportunity. Yes, I get that, but to, 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 to take away the aspect that it was leaned Towards I mean, I didn't take that away though. Exclusively, I didn't and that was that the concept away. of economic withdrawal. For sure. I'm not saying take it away. I'm just, I'm no, just. Yeah, I didn't take that's that why away. I said I asked the question before I even start saying. No, it. yeah, I didn't take it away. Yeah, it was no, there was, there was no denying. You know, what I'm saying what, who, and what we were pushing for. But the point is, there is overall benefit for everybody when we got what we were getting. Yeah, so and, 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 and so and I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying even today when it comes to race conversations, um, I've talked to my Asian brothers and sisters, my Latino brothers and sisters. They feel left out on race conversations. You know what I'm saying? Now there may be benefits by and large, but those benefits came from black people taking L's intentionally by I, literally boycotting in yeah. many different types of ways doing what we can to take L's in white business and pushing it towards black business. But yeah. every time we do something towards black business, it either gets listened to or tore down. That's true. I'm not disagreeing. And listen to his legislation, <clears throat> tore down his bombings, fires, and drownings. Murder. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. So, being that is the case, uh -huh. and the mindset behind making things equal is I leaning still. towards being black exclusive, I think it does have benefit to Rewind be. that again. You said making things equal leans towards being black exclusive? Well, so, so, so all of our patriarchs within the civil rights movement, um, well, most of them, uh, Jesse for sure, Martin for sure, practice economic withdrawal for the purpose of by yeah, being yeah. exclusively yeah, black. Yeah, for sure. Matter of fact, yeah. um, my homie Calvin Martyr, right? One, one, of my, one of my good friends, uh, he actually started what's called the Blackout Coalition. I don't know if y'all remember what was like the, the July date when it's like, hey, we're all going blackout. We, you, people put their little black Instagram joint on, the, on, their, on their page. Oh, yeah, profile My, my boy activism. started that. Now, other people hijacked the concept, <laughs> but the whole concept was behind economic withdrawal. And it was crazy because when people started doing interviews on the news, they never invited him on. Because he was going to actually preach economic withdrawal. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because that day, the um, Wall Street, the business economic dollars dropped 7%. And then you saw articles come out there and say, we don't know why this happened. And we know why it happened. 
because black people said we're not going to spend our dollars out there. And that's just from a movement online with 1.8 million people. Imagine if those 1.8 million people started doing that every day. We're not going to spend our dollars here and do it exclusively in black. That builds up our economy. And we're in a place where you can't just go and bomb us all without literally having other countries come in and help out and be like, nah, y'all tripping. You can't just cancel our voices, ban us all from Instagram. Now, mm-hmm. if we all do this consistently, it'll literally build up the black community and dollars will be built up in our communities so we can actually start having our own businesses in our own neighborhoods. Hmm. Can you do that with a white woman? Yeah, so <clears throat> I, 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 I have definitely seen a lot of our activists, you know what I'm saying, within the... I'm not trying lightly. I'm saying what, what I'm saying. That was a legit... Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, huh? I'm sorry. I don't, you hit him? I don't, Why you hit my homie? Yeah, he was trying to I hit, but what's up? Bro? Oh, you missed him. You fight. didn't hit him. Okay. <laughs> why, why you dapping him up? Why can't get a dap? Nigga, why was you trying Why for how come when I just dropped all that knowledge... You don't reach out your fist towards me, and this bitch supposed to be black power. But, 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 you know what? I ain't gonna go there. Why did you think I hit him? Because she said something, <clears throat> and I was listening to her. I'm not gonna ever do that again. Mm. <laughs> okay. Damn. Right, I love we... you, Liz. I love you. You know I love you, Damn. right? <laughs> Acknowledge it, please, because I feel bad now. I okay, indeed, like indeed, indeed, indeed. Now, I ain't you know, don't ask for the love, too. You know I love you, right? Okay, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, tell us why black people can't marry white people. I didn't say that. Oh, my bad. No, no, no. I just said with, with all of those things, is it possible to still be able to lift up the black community uh, in, in a way? Yeah, to lift up the black community with a white woman. Yeah, and that's why, that's why I said like, like, like <clears throat> lifting up the black community in what way? But if you're saying pro-black is economic, I think if you're making it an economic thing, which is what marriage is essentially, mm-hmm. when you start signing contracts that involve the government, I think that yes, it's hard to exemplify that or harder to exemplify that when you're marrying outside the race and not putting those dollars back into the community. I feel like, and this is just a, so, just a thought, that I feel like it's a, also a location thing because, again, you, you're a black couple in a predominantly white neighborhood. How are you going to build up the black community in that particular place when your Kroger is with the white folks, your Walmart and Sprouts and all these other places? Which is why you see a lot of black pastors within diverse churches have mm-hmm. white wives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not offended by that. For sure. But, like, it's not... Bro, couldn't let it go. We gotta get you on these buttons. Come on, fam. Couldn't let it go. What is? You could let it go. I couldn't. You could have. You could have. You could have. I wasn't even saying it passionately. It's just a matter of fact. This wasn't a you thing. It was a me thing. Did did I say something wrong? No, I just said it wasn't you. It was me. It's not you. It's me. Self awareness. Said said every girl that broke up with me. Damn. That's emotional damage. That's dun dun dun. The one time, press all the buttons. Your favorite button. Press all the buttons for that one. Oh wait, let me get Soldier Boy queued up. You? Did I send it to you? You child. What context would that even be? I don't know. I'll find it. Oh my god. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What what was I saying, people? I don't even know. What I I stopped. You were talking about black pastors having white wives. Yeah, because I asked the question of just like. I forgot what point I was trying to make. Yes, black pastors have white wives. I'm not offended by that. You know what I'm saying? But like, but like, so and and, and this this is where I actually disagree with um, Umar because Mm -hmm. I do believe that like 
this and, and this is probably why I'm not Pan-African, <clears throat> because he puts an emphasis on blackness comes priority before your religion. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that. I do, yeah. I do religion. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Christian that is black. Yeah. I mean, not that happens to be black. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Hebrew, to be more specific. But like, um, I'm, but, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting my, you know what I'm saying, my blackness over my Christianity. For because sure. I, will, I will do stuff for the, I'm told to love the brother, brethren first. And the brethren is the body. So I don't, I don't put an emphasis on a race. I put mm. an emphasis on a body. If it comes to choosing between my culture and my people, the kingdom, I'm mm-hmm. choosing the kingdom every time. Yeah. The, the people, the culture taking the L if that's the case. But I haven't had to do that, you <clears> know what I'm saying, <throat> typically speaking. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, yes, when, when, it, when it comes to what I see culturally, like, at the end of the day, this isn't just a, yes, if I send my son to Princeton, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, because of the access he has towards women there, and the women that are there, mostly white, he either gains attraction or finds somebody there that is white. I'm not, I'm not a, like, I wouldn't be offended by that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> is that I work in the hood with kids. They don't want to marry black women. They don't want to date black women. They don't like black women. They smash black women. They're 13, 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and wasn't so, laughing at what you said. I was laughing at the, the ad-lib. Sorry, I was really trying to hold it in. Sound I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> Am I wrong, Tony? He said, mm. Mm. And, and, and these, are, these are the same kids that mm. are very talented, yeah. end up being great athletes, and then go to major platforms. And instead of building stuff into your own community that you actually got to have that experience in, you know what I'm saying? You date somebody outside of there. But their reasoning, I would say, is different. I think it's because they have a disdain towards their black mothers and the way their black mothers have treated them has that. caused them to actually reject their own skin. Yeah. And so they're like, that. yeah, why would I actually continue in this when all my experience with black women is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand <clears throat> that as well. So I, I'm, I, I will say I'm not offended by somebody saying it's case by case, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like to really be about building the culture, mm-hmm. you have to build the culture. You know, and even though I would say a lot of people, black predominantly genes, you know, it don't matter how the culture sees it. If you have mixed black in you, they're going to consider you black, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not many mixed people consider themselves white. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not offended even by somebody, you know, saying that, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck between two cultures. I'm like, yo, yes, that's a reality, you know, like and the world's going to see you as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not I'm not against interracial dating. I'm saying if it's about being and building the community, it helps to be in the community, especially when we're in a pandemic. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just <laughs> pandemic meaning one fourth of our women are married. That's oh. a pandemic. Oh, I thought you were talking about COVID. No, I was like nigga. That no, was, it, is, it is a pandemic <laughs> that one out of four of our women are married. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, like, like the only men that are choosing black women is black men, and mm-hmm. so if that's the case, then I, th- I think it's important to place an emphasis on that. Yeah. Okay. So the statistics on blackdemographics.com is saying that five percent, um, I think, are Latinos, and then I think, uh, we, like, we'll, we'll marry outside. Black men will marry outside with five percent Latino, and I think maybe eight um, percent white, but majority of the time, black men are loyal. If ninety percent of us are marrying y'all, we are loyal to y'all. So this, this whole narrative that we don't even, yeah, that's, you're, you're looking at people who are celebrities and making that the majority. That's not the majority. That's literally the minority. Hmm. Blackdemographics.com. When people get married, they have to file that. And you file your race within that. 
So yes, this is not something that can be disputed. We love y'all. We are marrying y'all. It's just when we get married or if we get married. But that's a whole different topic, a whole different conversation. Because y'all don't know what my perspective on that anyways. But yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I talked a lot. I was about to say, even with the, the financial piece, I think it's good. Because I'll be honest with you, I am ignorant to the space of like, when I spend my money, how is it circulated through my community? You know what I'm saying? Like exactly where does it go? Because again, yes, I'm giving to this black business too. But where does the money go when they get it? You know what I'm saying? Does it just go to their business or does it go to a... Why does that matter? What do you mean, why does that matter? If it, if, if it went into a black business, yeah, that goes therefore their goes business. into their company. Yeah. They file that when they start Operating costs. For sure. And yes. The, so it's black insurance. Business. But as I, again. Overhead. It, like, no, I get that. Yeah. No. It's that, black I, business. Okay. Now, 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 now. Wait, here's the whoa, thing. Whoa, black whoa. business ain't nah, cheap. Nigga, nah. No, I'm saying you're getting the money. You get that. But is it just. <laughs> what was that? He, he soldier boy me. Black business ain't cheap, bro. It's $20 burgers out here. <laughs> $20 vegan burger. That's wild. But no, I still buy it. But daggone it. My only, my only question was just more so like, is it just staying there or does it continue to go out to other places? I don't, for instance, you got a white Walmart. Is the money going towards their, uh, I'm sorry, you bring your money towards them and the money that's coming out is going to where? The community? Like, how is it being funneled? How is the money, where is it going? You're talking about after they cover like just general operating costs? Walmart? It's going to Walmart. Yeah. Bro, we, like, and what, why are we getting technical so, when it comes to spending black? No, no, I'm not getting technical. I'm just saying, how are like you it. to build the comp? How are you How are you going to build a black community? By only doing black community. Exclusively. So, so wait, so what, what's your question is, how are you going to build the black community outside of spending your money? Is that the He's question? He's saying when we spend no. our money, how do we know it's staying so there? So I get your, yeah, yeah it's, it's staying there, but also is it even going to other black businesses? I guess, I don't know. That's just more. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. So, so, you know so, that's, so, that's, so, that's why it has to be a community so my, my dad movement. gives me some money. I give my son some money. My dad gives me some right, knowledge. Right. I give my son some knowledge. And now you got this kingdom building type stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of it just being, I get it. My son gets nothing. And, and that, like I said, that's why it has to be community driven. Mm-hmm. Like, like the boycotts wouldn't have worked if it was just 10 people. Mm-hmm. It was, like I said, it was you looking at your neighbor and saying, bro, you know what's up. Why are you out there going spending dollars elsewhere? Why yeah. are you out there riding the buses? And so if it's not collective, it's, it's not going to be successful. For sure. Because but- the reason, the way it's successful is that trillion plus dollars we spend yearly will literally be like, man, where are they spending their dollars at? Bro, do you really think the NBA cares about Black Lives Matter? Not at all. But they put it everywhere. Why? Because they can sell it on shirts. They know when we when we look at the thing, we can For go sure. like this. Like mm. the players are gonna represent it. But the PA. It's, it's it's great marketing. Yeah. It's genius. But but at the end of the day, fam, like like if it actually stayed within the black community mm-hmm. exclusively. Do you know the impact? We, bro, we made a dent just by a daggone viral thing with fi- 1.8 million people on a Facebook page. And it actually brought the economic system down 7%. 7% is a eco- ep- 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 epic proportions <laughs> of, of economic 
uh, 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 decline. Seven yeah. percent in Wall Street, bro. That's somebody saying, "Yo, what happened?" And I think that's and great. we did that. And I think that's great. But again, when you when you got a community that that don't know that knowledge, the reason why I asked that it wasn't to to criticize. For us. sure, it was just more so like, hey, like know. a lot of people are ignorant to how this thing is For ran. Sure. So if you don't sure. know how something's going to operate or the results of something, you're not going to give it the time of day, bro. Who For the actually, most part, who in this who in this room is actually listening to the entirety of? Martin Luther King's mountaintop speech, other than the viral clips. One, two, three people. We've all seen the clips, but three people out of about 20 people, uh, five people, my bad. Five people out of about 20 (laughs) people in this room right now. The entirety of the speech was about economic withdrawal. That was the meat of it. For us to get to the mountaintop, we have to build up our own. Before we get there, we have to actually build ourselves up to have the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. How you gonna climb to the mountaintop without no strength? I don't know. And it's a collective effort. So yes, I'm passionate about economic withdrawal. You feel me? Uh, no, and I, as and I, I wear Puma, love, I love the passion. Uh, look, <laughs> we ain't touched the topic not once. <laughs> I got a Hanes shirt, Puma. <laughs> Yeah, I tried. Hey man, yeah, look, 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 look! I, I love the, the hotel clothes. Don't be. I don't like them, man. I don't want to wear no beads, man. I don't like the beads. What? I don't know what this nigga talking about, dog. It's like the exclusively black clothes. It's either hella expensive. Anyway, what are white women at? That's the question of the day. What? I got the locks. What? I just had to bring it back to the to the topic at hand. You know what I'm saying? You had to do it like that. Yep. No, you didn't see that little YouTube video. What are whole tips? What what is going anyway, on? You two niggas so is on some different you, stuff today. Go ahead, Caleb. The button guy. Anyway, nah, I just. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, nigga. Nah, nigga. Yeah, what? button guy. Button guy. Go ahead, no talk. Clearly, <laughs> go ahead. Anywhere, anytime. Oh my gosh. Talk, so I think. Whoa. What is talk, Mister Nigga. Please oh, come, come correct. Go ahead, go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying. No, I, it's it's very possible to, to be pro-black and to be with a white woman. And we're saying why for the white woman that's watching. We just saying specifically, y'all, because that's just topic at hand for the Mexicans, Asians, all y'all too, whatever. Yeah, it's, but, it's 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 not a it's not it's not as shamed upon when uh, a black woman marries a white man in the culture, Jesus. black culture wise. How did we get here? Am I wrong? Oh, please. We, we could all shake our head, but am I wrong? It's not as shamed in our culture when a, a black woman marries a white man. This nigga Mitch is dedicated to spinning the block today. Look. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga chose violence and he's spinning oh, the block. Choosing guy. violence. Nah, yeah. Am I saying something that's off? Yes, and it's off because we're not answering the question. Okay, but cool. There's a hot seat for that. Or y'all can ask me a question. Go deeper. Go deeper? Do you want me to? No, I ain't gonna say that to you. <laughs> nope. Don't, don't nope. you dare. Nope. Don't. Nope. 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 Again, the question just is: Can you be pro-black? Yeah. Say yes or no, and then explain. Can you be pro-black? Have y'all not heard me for the past thirty minutes? He Have said y'all no. heard a yes or a no? He said he said no because he looks at marriage as a primarily economic tool. I ain't go front. I like no's and then an explanation or a yes and explanation. You give some certain explanation. Well, and, like, and, and, I don't know. Here's I don't know if that was a yes or no. Wait, wait. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you. Oh, hell. I've, I've also, within me, def- if you're going to define it as economic. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's what you said. I asked him 
if that's a fair definition, he said yes. Oh, you think mar- you think defining marriage is an no, economic no, 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 no. I, I, I said I said it's pro it's, it's, it's pro black keeping economic dollars in the black community. He said yes. No, nah. and I was you didn't say that. No, no, no. We can run that tape back, but no. When I said pro black. I was I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you brought up Umar. Nah, I know I ain't crazy. This nigga brought up Umar. Nah, I did. said, I said, based on your definition, I said no, you actually agree with Umar. No, that's literally. All right, man. no, you, you did say that. It. You did you say twist, that. You, you agree, it. but you put that on me. I didn't say. You know, I told totally you. No, 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 no. I, I just gave so how the about definition this? that Umar gave, and I quoted that same definition to you. And so he said, it's keeping black dollars and keeping. Being like, cause, cause your example was, mm-hmm. I try to spend in black communities, and I said, would you say that being pro-black is making sure black dollars stay within a black community? And then he and equated you said, that to yes. Your and then I said, man, that's actually oh, what Umar says. Yeah. And because of nah. because of that, yes, if it's about economic, and we understand that marriage is a contract mm-hmm. that involves money, then yes, it is beneficial to keep. Black dollars with a black community by marrying black people. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think my, yeah. my definition is a lot more broader than that. Yeah. That's the thing. But think, sure, not, my, my, yeah, it's, it's way I more broader. I only asked about that definition. I, I sure. said, if it's just that definition, I was like, I can see how people are like, yeah, fam, like keep it in that. Yeah, but, but, but look, just look, that definition. Like I said, a lot of our activists marry white women. I don't know if that's because they're overcompensating or because they're truly just passionate. I would assume it's the latter. You know what I'm saying? They're truly passionate about black issues and black matters. Mm-hmm. I'm not offended with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for whoever is pro-black, pro-black. And I'm not saying white people can't be pro-black. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it depends on your definition. And if, but if the definition is economic, then that changes the conversation for me. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, if, I'm, I, I was confused. I thought you were saying the definition, definition of marriage is economic. Is marriage not economic? It's, I think it's part of part it. of it. It's, it's not it. solely. It's a part of it. It's a Absolutely. part of it. Yeah, but it's Absolutely. not solely economic. Yeah, but but when you're talking about y'all signing them daggone contracts with the government, which which I already know how I feel about that. I'm not signing a daggone marriage license, but y'all like doing that. So by Who's y'all, y'all, I'm not married. You gonna get a marriage license? Yes or no? Legally, yeah. yes. You gonna get a marriage license? Yes or no? You're not gonna get a marriage license? Why would I do that? So when you die, the government doesn't take all your stuff? Oh, my goodness. And your children can have claim to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Marriage licenses were created during slavery, and I'm good on that. I'll get a marriage certificate. I don't need America to confirm. If I come from another country, Mm -hmm. if I come from another country, and I bring my stuff over here, and I'm married, I don't need the government to tell me I'm not married. I can say, hey, I got a certificate of marriage. I don't need you to tell me. In the same way they try to call Dr. Sebi not a doctor because he didn't get his doctorate in America. Why is, our, why is this standard the only standard for something being legitimate? I don't question. have to have legitimacy through the, um, the U.S. government. Yeah, fam. Okay. That's fine. For sure. That's fine. Let's go back to Mitchell. <laughs> Do you think marrying outside of your race still means you can be pro-black? What, is yeah, is that I'll, your only definition, would you say? Or you, there's more to it? There's more to your give definition? Give me a definition. I'll answer the question. No, we're asking you. What do you? Give, give me a definition. I'll answer the question. Give me a definition of pro-black and I'll answer the question. What is it to you? What is pro-black? To you, yeah. yeah. So I, I would say that pro-black is building up the black community. Okay. okay. And that is financially. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mentally. Uh-huh. Okay. Physically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. As well. And to do those things, I think you have to marry black. What about socially? Um, yeah, I, I would say socially. Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Socially, educationally. Okay. So yeah. then you, you would say you... 
Marrying. And, and you know, if, 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 a, if a white teacher moves to the hood in order to teach black children, she's taking a pay cut. You know what I'm saying? There's some benefit she gets. I would say, yo, that's, that's very pro-black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying white people can't be pro-black. I'm not saying if you... I'm just saying the, hot, the, the emphasis would be to keep it in the family in order to actually repeat, replicate, and build up the community. I'm not saying it's impossible to do so outside of that, but I'm saying it makes sense to do so within that, especially considering we're in a pandemic. So replication versus doctrination? What do you mean doctrination? Like, like doctrine, spreading doctrine. What you just said socially, so absolutely. Yeah, so, so socially, like, educationally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying it's, it's, it sounds like you're, you're going from like a, I want to replicate black people in the black community in an effort to build it up. Absolutely. Versus like doctrine-wise, like pushing black doctrine, pushing the black doctrine. Is right. that you talking, as in culture? Yeah, like. like what is black doctrine? I, the black agenda. That's the best way I can put it. Black like, agenda. Put, like pushing. I don't it. know if I'm, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I can find where the black agenda is. What would know. okay? What would you? What would Umar you? brings up the black identity? Uh, that's pan Africanism. Look, uh, look, look, oh, no, look, no, no, look, no, not pan Africanism. Nah. I mean, but but that, that nah. you can he say would. that's a black agenda. That is a black agenda. That is a black agenda, but that's not the one that's I'm talking. Trying, which one are you talking it's about? Like like just pushing for general social equitability. Like who? Like who? Like who? You're asking for somebody who pushes for it? Yes. Is this Freddie hard? Haynes? Freddie Haynes. Okay. Frederick Haynes. Indeed. Cornell West. Frederick Douglass. He married a white woman. Freddie Haynes? No. I was talking about the pastor. I was talking about Frederick Douglass. He married a white woman. But you asked me. It was actually white people who freed Frederick Douglass. You know what I'm saying? And then he ended up getting their support to go to Europe, learn from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, he married he, the access to people he had and the people he was connected to. He married a white woman. So you wouldn't, ne- you wouldn't necessarily look at a guy or, or a woman who married outside of the race of black people and say, oh, you can't be pro-black. I'm saying, like, before I answer that, because you, like, was it yes or no question answers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, and then I'm, an explanation. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, you I'm, give an explanation. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to box you I'm into I'm not it. giving a hard no. But Yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts on it. I'm not trying to box but, you into a hard answer. But I think it is interesting ah, here we that go. when somebody is very pro-black, uh-huh. very activist, very on the forefront, you hear a certain, oh, in the black community, when you find out who they married, I think representation matters. As I, as it sounds like you would agree, and I think exclusivity matters. Well, it's the <laughs> exclusivity part that gets me tripped up. Well, representation in exclusivity is that can be what exclusive. builds our community. And in I'm, conjunction and with and other things, and, and, and here's the thing: that's honestly what our culture does. If it's ninety percent, let's go to a smoke session, man. Because look, we will keep going back and forth. I feel like the people is get murmuring in the back for a long Itchy. time. We can bring them in. You you wanna? Did you wanna? Did, but did you wanna expand on your thoughts? Because you've been asking me a lot about me. I was just trying to get a gauge of where you was at. Where the gauge are you at? Uh yeah, bro. Like I feel like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. Two plus two is gonna equal four. Every Push day, the button, nigga. <laughs> Push the button. Push the button. Nah, bro. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. You feel me, bro? What we doing right no, now? No, no, no. I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna answer your question. No. I'm I mean, yeah, nigga. Two you, plus two equals four. You over here yelling in the mic and stuff. Yeah, you've been talking for a minute. One black person plus another black person equals one black person. It's a group of niggas. One black person plus well, two uh, or three niggas not is a black gathered. person equals half a black person. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I think above, I think where I placed the, in, or not the, let me not say the highest regard, but it's pretty far up my list. It's in my top three. 
is um, education. And not just formal education, but like, you know, that could be informal education, socially, um, through a school system. You know, even if it's like so much as like grandma telling you stories about, you know, grandma, granddaddy, all that kind of stuff. Because I think the more you expose, you know what I'm saying, black people, children at an early age to history, you know what I'm saying, the more they are able to take on their own identity as a black person in America. Because I feel like culture is going to shape and identify that for them very, very well, very, very often and very, very strongly. So for me, I didn't really understand, nor was I truly exposed to uh, black excellence on a wide scale um, until I got to college. You know what I'm saying? And, and now to be fair, a lot of those things, a lot of the dots from my childhood, like the breadcrumbs my parents left, were connected for me at, in college, but, like, I didn't hear about, like, Tulsa, you know, in the 20s until I got to college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand. Tom Hanks just found out this year. Yeah, wild, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one and only time the U.S. government about Tulsa has year. bombed the U.S. soil. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's pretty wild, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think above all else, um, educating, right, and then doing our best to remove stigmas, right? Um, I'm not somebody that's going to, I used to be this way. I used to be really, really radical about black high school students going to HBCUs. But I think more so where I'm at is, again, educating them on the options and what HBCUs are and what they bring. Because I think a lot of times we hear the stigma that HBCUs are ran down, that they are... um, party schools, all, you know, insert whatever stereotype or stigma you want to you wanna get. But, like, when you look at a lot of these people, a lot of these people we look up to, a lot of these people that were influential in black history in America, they came from HBCUs, right? HBCUs have a long, um, very tenured history. So I think also just educating black people, not just on, from, a, from, like, a historical standpoint, but, like, resources and access that they have. Because a lot of people don't know, like, these Fortune 500 companies, they come and they fulfill their diversity and inclusion numbers at HBCUs. They're handing out jobs, you know what I'm saying? And these aren't rinky-dink companies. These are Fortune 500 companies, Kellogg, you know, Wells Fargo, Chase, all those things. So it's, I, I think it's really, for me, it's really about education and exposure. Um, I would say that's pro-black because when I educate you and then when I expose you to the things I educate you to, then I'm able to give you um, – some foundation to what I'm telling you. So it's not just, oh, yeah, you know, Montgomery Bus Boycotts, Martin Luther King. It's like, nah, check out Morehouse where all these people went and look at the lineage and look at what you can gain if you go to Morehouse, X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I stand, education and exposure. So marriage, different topic. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily think you have to marry somebody that's black to be pro-black. I know plenty of black couples who would scoff if their child said they wanted to go to HBCU. You know what I'm saying? So not everybody that looks like us is really for us. Um, You know what I'm saying? But also, on the flip side, like you said, I know plenty of white, Hispanic, Asian um, people who are very much so for the black agenda, for equality. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it really just comes down to those two things for me, education and exposure. Does that suffice, Supreme Leader? That was the most, that was the pettiest thing (laughs) ever.
<laughs> now, now, how long did it take you to find that and have it queued oh, up? I, I got it on the first one minute of your speech. So I was ready by the fifth minute. My bad. <laughs> My bad. No, you good. You good. It was, it was, it was great. But I, I, in response, before you push the button or while you push the button to cut me off, I'm cool either. Um, I would never cut you off. That's... Well, in response... <laughs> I think that the reason why people are hesitant to send people to HBCUs is because the financial lack that people have. So, without athletes going there, graduating from there, going to the NBA, and putting those dollars back into there, it's hard to, you know what? I promise you'll regret With me, there's no forever. Oh, man. Welcome to the smoke session where we get where the live scene audience has a chance to come through and come ask your questions, comments, concerns, or the smoke, but beware, we keep a gas mask. So, if the live studio audience wants to chime in on today's topic or even another topic, please pull up and ask your questions. Oh, Come we have in. no hesitation. No hesitation. Why, well, hello. Oh, my gosh. She's mixed, guys. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. wow. Whoa. Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. Keep the money in the community. Why y'all being weird? <laughs> I don't know. That's Kayla, bro. What? It's so, our friend, guys. We're being seen. I just have, you know, I got to write down what I'm thinking sometimes. But you did say when it comes to mixed kids, most of the time they're seen as black, right? The culture will, yeah. Right. The Can you lean in a little? Yeah. The culture. The culture. Yeah, the, 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 even, 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 in like, even in slave times, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like house nigga was a thing because it was mixed people and you could tell genetically just by their appearance we can tell somebody's black even if they're um albino why because the bone structure gives it away and so at the end of the day yes the black genes are very dominant and so if somebody is mixed there is a lean towards being black still culturally speaking yes right culturally speaking how society sees them obviously it's not all the same right For sure. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, i absolutely believe there's outliers i actually believe there are exceptions but predominantly speaking I would say the culture sees people that are mixed to be black. Right. So if a black man marries a white woman and they have kids, the majority of the household are going to be black people, right? Or people that experience our society. The black experience. Absolutely. So then what exactly do you mean when you're marrying a white woman that the money doesn't go back into the black community? If then you have kids and the majority of the household is black, like is Where's the money going? Well, like, it's, 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 it's not about the money going into white communities. I'm saying that being that marriage is an economic tie between two people, two cultures, two families, yes, it benefits the black community to stay within the black community, but I'm not against people going outside of it whatever, for whatever reasons, whether it be love, whether it be proximity, whether it be anything. But yes, like, like, like if, if it's about... Being about the black experience and being about black dollars staying within the black community, it is a easier conversation and a more li- like viable conversation if you're with a black woman slash a black man. Like like the 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 the, the, in, the amount of interracial couples I know that literally have to deal with so many dynamics between the families 
having issues and simple things, whether it be, hey, I'm visiting your people and I'm, you're visiting my people in, in our communities, and it's like, yo, like, I'm always being looked at a certain way. That's just a dynamic you have to deal with by, by dating interracially. And everybody has their issues with whatever it may be, other families and things like that. That's why I feel like it's important to also understand you're not just marrying a person, you're marrying a family. Um, unless that person is saying, hey, I'm, I'm excluding myself from the family, which I'm like, man, that's tough because how will your children understand their lineage? But it's, it's, it's a... Not, not just because it's an easier conversation, but at the end of the day, it just, it's, it's a conversation that makes more sense with, when, when it's in the black community. Absolutely. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, who would benefit? Like, is it the in-laws of the white person? Because I think, too, culturally in America... In, in cult- which ways? Because you're saying they're bringing their resources together, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like typically in... I want to say American culture, but that might not be the best way to phrase that but i think people born in america are typically more nuclear sometimes where it's more focused on wife and husband and kids and then maybe of course like extended family versus in other cultures extended family is a very big part of the finances so i think i'm just trying to understand like the um I guess if you marry a white woman and have black kids, like, how does that, like, which way does it benefit the white community? I'm not saying it doesn't. The white community? Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying is like, we're already leaned towards benefiting the white community. We're not leaned towards benefiting the black community. Like, culture in general, everything is predominantly geared towards white. Like, the, the white experience is not something we're unfamiliar with. Right. It's, 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 um, it's an, a black author being called a black author rather than being called somebody that does literature. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 why does my blackness have to be tied to this? And why don't you just put me in, a, in an aspect of literature? Because you already assume that white literature is literature. Yeah. And black literature is its own genre. Now, mind you, it is its own genre. It's great to actually have in the library section where you're seeing the black experience. But it should also be right next to Shakespeare if my name has SH in it. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't just be apart from to say, like, this is, this is separate. Because that literally takes away from the black experience being an experience that is as equal as any other experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yes, I'm, 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 I'm passionate about people understanding that, like, just because we're in a predominantly white society that pushes a predominantly white agenda, that, yes, other agendas are also equally able to be pushed. So it's, it's, it's not about, like, how it goes into there, because I feel like it already does that. And so in order to make it the opposite, we actually have to push exclusively towards the other end before we can even be equal. Hmm. You're shaking your head. Wow. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm just Thanks. listening to you. Indeed. No, that's Indeed. the nonverbal. I hear you. For sure. Indeed. I got nothing else. But thank you. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> Any thoughts, fellas? Next question. I was about to say, would, you, would, oh. it, would <laughs> it be <laughs> the disrespect? Shoulder. Yeah, don't touch my shoulder, bro. Unless I'm emotional. Uh, <laughs> nigga. Unless you're emotional, huh? That's a For, lack of I, no. So, so just a side. Realize I don't, bro. You're always I, emotional. You just huh? never know. That my bad. Keep going, dude. I don't know. No, like if I'm like emotional, like sad, angry, like whatever the case may be. I guess, yeah, stuff like that. I don't mind people putting their hand on me. But if there's just nothing wrong, and it's like, bro, why are your hand doing me? 
bro. We, you know what I'm saying? We always touch. It's just yeah. When we be laughing, people like <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, we yeah, do stuff fam. like that. It's like yo, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but what y'all ah. doing right there? There's no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason for you to just have your hand on my shoulder. That, that was actually sick. natural. I was like, hey, hey, yo. Anyway, we always touch. Reach out. That's what that nigga said. Oh my gosh. Anyway, do you think? <laughs> A white woman marries a black woman, and they move into the black community. Hey, bro. Wait, what? Wait, wait, hey, go ahead. White woman marries a black woman. Go hey, ahead. Keep going. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, white woman marries a black woman. Duckies. My bad. Go ahead. White woman marries a black man. Sorry. Why y'all My so bad. offended? 2022. I, was, I know, right? It's about to be 23. You know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate it. That's a whole different topic. That's I kid a whole you not. Thank you for the correction because I did not know what y'all were talking about. Ironically, yeah. I would low key naturally assume that that couple that you outlined would low key be pro black. Oh yeah. yeah, very liberal. That's yeah. a very liberal side. Yeah, yeah. they got a. Uh, uh, keep going. Don't don't say it. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> don't even go there. Hey, look, look, fam, look, fam. I mess with a lot of golf. I miss with a lot of goths. Them goths, are, they down the ride. They be the ones on the front line. I ain't even tripping. Where do you? What like, that where does your mind do go when we talk? To like, my white women is passionate like, about black goths. Where do you be at, bro? <laughs> anyway, my question. Yeah, the goths like, love black black agenda. Mentally, okay, gotcha. where are you at? My only if question. If they come out with the black eyeliner, brother, let's bring it back. And the chains on their pants, Damn. I'm like, they on the front line. What are you let's talking about, Mitchell? Look. Oh my gosh! Lots of the what are you saying? Like I don't <laughs> keep going, bro. God. Nah, during the Black Lives Matter, civil, my bad. bro. Yeah, chill. Yeah, chill it actually chill. is your bad. All right, here we go. White shop, shop. woman marries black man, and they move into a black community for the hood. Their the money and their finances are going into that community. <laughs> Is there any? We don't own the buildings. We don't own the, the neighborhoods. No, 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 no. We don't own the businesses. What are you talking about? As black community. Name a black community where we own anything. Name one. DeSoto. No, that's, <laughs> well, somebody said DeSoto. DeSoto. I ain't from here. So DeSoto, literally we one of you. Is literally that, one of the more bro. affluent black communities in Texas. So DeSoto. DeSoto? So I, I, I would say Atlanta DeSoto, as well. Yeah. Atlanta as well. And so if it's if it's intentional, like like moving to a place DeSoto, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I was so going. That's like where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Your okay, passion yeah. came out a little bit before I got to it, but but that's what I'm saying. No, you have to clarify that. I was talking. I was trying to clarify, but your passion came out. Are very few black communities with actual Kennedy. black people, like black businesses within them. Nigga that's sure just a fact. You. Unless you're I, in Atlanta, I believe it. I, so, so I that, agree. that has to be clarified. If, well, he got to talk to clarify. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Thank you so De much. DeSoto. De anyway, no, no, no. Like, so they move into a, a community, and their goal is to build up the black community with their funds. Like, is that an issue? Is that is that cool? Is that fine? Does that help the black community out at all? Yay nay. But I'm not, I don't have an issue with a white couple getting, in, getting involved in economic withdrawal. As long as there's a mindset. Yes, it's intentional. Okay. I don't, but I, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, if an if a Asian couple does it, my God, but here's the issue. Every other culture has the ability to do this. Nobody bats an eye. Asians will actually go to other Asian restaurants and get discounts just because you're fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, and then we, and, if, and I've even heard Asians that tell me like, yeah, we actually get served better quality meat when you actually go there, right? And, and right. so any other culture has this ability to do so. I would say the most inclusive culture I've ever been a part of is probably Latino culture. 
Like they they want you to dance. They want you to try the foods. I love it. I love it's like going to any Latino experience. Like they they literally enjoy other people enjoying their culture. This is you know what I'm saying? But 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 typically when community set up, there's a Chinatown. Like bro, there's no black town of anything. Typically. Why do you think that is? Because they had the ability to do so because they saved up their money. No, no, no. I, I get why they have it. I'm saying why don't we have it? You also the hot seats open for anybody. Yeah, because because we spend our we spend our money our, we, we don't invest we don't we, we don't invest and investing is also investing in business and also investing in your community every other culture does it mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. for us I got you so yeah, the first agree. start to that is the black family well, ching 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 yeah I'm not go seeing the, I'm this not is, seeing the correlation but you don't see the court economically I'm not seeing the correlation but it, she's coming up. You ain't got to say nothing. Go ahead. That's Do you not just see what he did? Go ahead. My bad. Don't look. Don't give me that look. Huh? Indeed. Go ahead, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. What I was saying was, I'm not seeing the correlation. But I get the point of marriage from a replication and representation standpoint. I get that. But economically, I'm trying to find the direct correlation of black marriage to the increasing of the black dollar like i said it's the mindset of a community to be exclusively black so you're you're you're, you're really more so talking about the like mindset over 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 everything absolutely like i said uh, okay, i have cool, no cool, issue cool, with cool. Uh, bro bro I when, I'm here when i was walking Which around with, you were talking about when earlier. i was walking around right. with calvin bro we went to I atlanta did. to push the blackout coalition agenda bro i'm literally walking around with him and he's getting calls from american express like, hey, how can we get involved? We want people. Now, mind you, of course, that's a business thing. So it's like, hey, what if we can get more black? Because if you grow a, a, a network of 1.8 million people, anybody will listen to you. And when I tell you the, the Facebook group of Blackout Coalition grew so quickly and businesses were expanding from there, people got to promote from there, T-shirts were booming from there, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, it, it was a beautiful thing. And what? when businesses saw that outside of the black community, they were like, yo, what if we got some America? Huh? Cool, I and mean, that's, that's probably why they called. You know what I'm saying? And, and they called us, and well, they, we, I was with him. Black, like I'm part of coalition. You know what I'm saying? Black coalition. Um, and okay, literally, right. it was it was like, hey, how can we get involved? How can we allow other people to hear this, hear about what you're saying, stuff like that? You know, and it was dope. So I, I don't have an issue with any black business, white business, or whatever it may be, like Asian. If, if you're like, hey, I want to help build the black dollar, I'm all for that. Hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where it's coming from and how it's coming from. I think it's more powerful when we do it exclusively, as history has shown. Yeah. Because by us doing so, legislation gets changed. That's facts. And nothing gets moved until we affect the dollar. And we affect the dollar by withdrawing the dollar. Yeah. I, I, I agree from an economic standpoint. And uh, uh, Killer Mike, I forget who he's doing, who, who he's been doing it with. I forget the name of the bank. But essentially, that's kind of what, what... Do you know that... You, Greenwood? Is it Greenwood? Yeah. In Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's Greenwood. It's, it's not many of them. There's Greenwood, and then there's one that's based out of L.A. I forget the name of that one. But, but there are a lot of apps that actually show you uh, black businesses within the vicinity and also... Um, well, these are specifically banks. The black app, right? Yeah. BLK, black app, and also banks. Black, black app actually has a banking tab, doesn't it? Yeah, so you can actually look BLK, the black app. Not the dating one. Yeah. Um, they, they jacked it. But... Um, for real. Am I wrong, bro? 
<laughs> they they jacked the name. But um, but yeah, so it actually shows you local black banks. You know what I'm saying? And I think it is important to put your life insurance, your banking within black banks. And of course, you're thinking, oh well. We're not going to get higher loans. We're not going to get well. It's always going to be like that until we start taking the L. And together. Yeah, that's and that's kind of the whole point. It's we like gotta take the L together. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put back into it because once we get get back that buying power, essentially what you've been saying is like then we can kind of eliminate the discrimination and a lot of things that lead back to building our community, home ownership. You good? My eyes are burning. For what? Come on, bad. One, I want to hand. Them ain't gonna help. That I happened wanna, while I was driving one day. Oh my god! Scientifically, that speaking. wasn't a hand on shoulder moment. No, I was just trying to be there for you. <laughs> Build the black community. You got them eye drops? Actually, bro, I, I took your eye drops. My bad, that. Sway. Indeed. I still got your eye drops. Indeed. Who'd you get them from? Good. If it is what you're saying, I actually forgot. What was I okay, talking about? Okay, hello. Yes, you've been Welcome. sitting up here. You You'll come back though. to me if it's important. Guys, okay, so I think I have. Two comments, I guess part of it can be a question, the other one is actual question. Hmm. Um, let me remember what I was gonna say because of course I got drawn into what you guys were saying, so I lost my train of thought for a split second. But um, what I was initially gonna say was, I actually believe that love doesn't have a color. I'm, I'm for anybody, marry whoever you wanna marry, and as long as they love God, they love you genuinely, I have no problem with it. You know, I don't think it's a issue. Hmm. However, I do think it is important for people to marry within their own community in order to keep black, um, black people existing because it is a lot of interracial dating which is true and people do get married it's not a problem but if we don't keep some of our people in our own community of course we're going to become i don't want to say extinct <coughs> in a sense but you know it's not going to be as it actually works the other way around what um the like it would be white people becoming extinct well, yeah, it's, it's more of us that's than true. it is of them. Yes. So, like, yeah. And that, that was the whole purpose of eugenics. That was the whole mm -hmm. purpose of the abortion agenda. Mm -hmm. It was to limit black births, to limit black experience, to limit black culture. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, yeah it's a lot of eugenicists. They're genius marketers. Probably yeah. some of the best ever. What but was then, the second thing? Oh. So, the thing is, with that part, I was going to add on to it that the thing is, like, granted, people do want to marry outside. We got to question people's root issues behind it. Because there are some people that have fetishes, there are some people who's thing is just to, to have used as a forefront, you know, to act like, oh, you know, I'm black, I'm married a black man, or vice versa, and things like that, but we actually see that their actions don't speak that, it's just the fact that they did it just to do it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's that part. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I wanted to add, as, you know, like my girl Leash back here, like, we, we're American, but we're also, you know, of course, we're all Africans in this room, right? But the thing is, I actually know where I'm from because my parents are first-generation immigrants in this country. So my parents are from Congo, right, which is a country in Africa, if you guys didn't know. Um, and so with that being said, I have a dual experience. You know, mm. I didn't grow up too Congolese, but I didn't grow up too Americanized either. And so, but within our culture or within just Africans in general, they keep the dollar in the community. When it comes to the taxes, we file with our own people. When it comes to hairstylists, we go to our own people. When it comes to stores, you know, buying certain foods, you know, um, restaurants, it goes back into our own community. So my thing is, I have a question when it's like, we're talking about keeping the money in our community. Granted, yes, black people are the number one consumers, and our money can go left, right, left, right, left. But it's like we already been doing that if we're, taking, if we're just talking about black people overall, not just division between African Americans and the African Africans, if that makes sense. That's partially that. Mm -hmm. yeah. keep, no, keep going, keep going. And then the last thing I wanted to add as far as like um, putting money into our own community, 
we have to do research on that, that kind of stuff, too, because there is a lot of brands, especially I've come to realize, even hair brands, hair care brands, that you look behind it, it's a white person. It's not our people yeah, at all. It's a white person behind it. it. So in our head, you're thinking, like, oh, it's, you know, I, I can't think of the names right now, but it's like, uh, Cantu, right? Shea Butter. You're just like, oh, my God. I think S-Curl's black. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think S-Curl's black. <laughs> I just thought that. Blue Ma- yeah, thought it's thick. But <laughs> so all these black. things, it's kind of like, we're like, oh, my God. So no. all the time, you thought you were supporting your own people when I'm you sorry. really weren't. You're putting money back into, mm-hmm. you know, a white man's pocket. I so yeah, so I just wanted to add that out there. I don't know if that was going to spark conversation or if it was a question, but that's just something I wanted to share. I think you had something. Well, I was about to say, it was something you said earlier. If you can repeat it, it was something on the lines of. And I think for me, I struggle with the wording like, uh, you could tell me if you didn't say this at all. Okay. Uh, but it was just something on the lines of just like, uh, I, I think it's important that we do marry in our own race. I would not tell anybody that. No, I'm not gonna, telling about to be, I'm yeah. saying that. No, I'm not saying you did, that, but I just heard. Want to, yeah. Did you say, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like, I wouldn't tell anybody that. I'm telling people that. What, Mary? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, to, to give people a, in a, I guess to an extent, like some type of mandate. And it's not a mandate. You know what I'm mandate, saying? It's like, a choice. Yes, yeah, a choice. It, yeah. Well, or I guess, they, not a mandate. Yeah, that was the wrong word, but. Place emphasis. Yeah, I, 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 we I don't think black. Like I said, I don't think it's. But wait, here's the thing: every yeah. other culture has that ability, but us for some reason. I'm, like I said, I'm not saying it's wrong to go outside of it. I'm saying it is. A, it, I think it does do benefit by placing an important bro. I think my if biggest I thing try is to talk if we're to gonna, an Ethiopian. Girl, let's encourage it, right? Like, it, like it's it's almost like <laughs> I got to go through a lot of red tape through the family to even get access to even. Be involved in that family. Mm-hmm. Why? Because every other culture has the ability to keep within a culture. Even when we start talking about black, yeah, and the black experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was listening to a a, 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 um, a woman author named uh, I could be butchering her name. It's, it's Chimamanda Ngozi, um, fire author, right? And so uh, she start, She she basically said like she's born in Africa, college graduate. Um, very knowledgeable. She said she didn't realize she was black until she came to America, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I will say that the black experience is different from the African experience. It is and very different. So you may be saying, "Hey, in Africa we keep the dollars there." In Africa, no, I mean, like, even, but even here though, but that's African. But that's how I'm saying. But I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is like you say, you say we. That's not we. Right. That's y'all. And so I think y'all to, go, y'all go to the African spots and buy stuff from there. And I think we to that, do that when to it's that like point, I got a taste for African. Yeah, y'all do that because y'all know the families. Y'all, y'all connected with people. Y'all, we don't do that in the black culture. To That's that point, it's a Congolese culture. It's an identity thing, bro. Huh? It's an identity, it's an identity thing. thing. It's an identity it's thing. No, no, no. For for Africans, it's cultural. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm cultural. saying, I'm saying for us, like it's an identity thing. Like they, yeah. but even with them, they do that because they can identify inherently the value of their people. And what their people bring. I think for us, black Americans, we've struggled off and on with identifying the value in what we bring and what our culture is. And that's has what I'm saying offer. when I, when 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 the when the question's posed, is it wrong to place an emphasis? It's not wrong to place an emphasis. No, Say no, yes. No. Go buy black. In yeah, fact, it's definitely not. go buy exclusively black. Or hey, go marry black. Or go marry exclusively black. I don't think it's wrong to say that. Every other culture has the ability to do so. Why don't we? If you do otherwise, if you do the exception, which I said, the stats already showing. Anytime that's already the exception. There's nothing wrong with doing the exception. I'm not saying it's wrong. Love doesn't have a color. Cool. 
what I'm saying? Proximity. If you're not around any black people and people, cool. I'm not. I'm not against anybody marrying outside of their race. And I think that's. And yeah, I think that's I my agree. biggest thing right there. Because and I hear what y'all are saying. I think my biggest thing as we encourage this because again, somebody was just like, man, I want a black woman, bro. Go get you a black queen, like please. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for that. But I just want to make sure we're also not like trying to make it. Uh, I don't want people feeling forced to do so, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I have, anybody's forced. Yeah. Or feeling shame if, you, if I, I don't. don't you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's, that's my yeah. only thing. Because, again, like I said, if I see this little black boy in the midst of a whole bunch of white boys, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm go put some emphasis on him. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you see a black boy in a hope in the midst in of a group, like I said earlier, it, it, in a group of white boys, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I'm gonna put some emphasis on him because it's like he might not be able to see somebody that's uh, representation. There we go. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm gonna put some emphasis there, sure. but I'm not going to minimize uh, my connection with these other little white boys either. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but that's, that is, that's that is, that is either your job, that is ministry, that is culture in general, that's social, that's social being society, and, and and yeah, that's 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 natural. But also, it's natural that we go to a predominantly white college and literally all the black people sit in the same spot. Look. Why? Because there's familiarity, and there's also exclusion. And so, when there's exclusion, you're going to embrace exclusivity. True. Because you've been excluded. And that was my experience in a white Christian college. For sure. Bang, bang, bang. And so to say, hey, bang, hey, man, I'm having a hard time meeting, having friends, meeting people. So it's, hey, go hang out with the black people. Yeah. I went to CF9, I went to Sagu and Waxahachie. You went there. Can you imagine? I know y'all was getting up. I was on that campus for two hours and I was like, my God. And so to say, look, if you got a black student going there, it's like, hey, make sure you go meet some black people. It's like, I don't think that's wrong to say that. Yeah. Why? Because it'll be easier. It'll be more familiar. For you know? sure. Now, mind you, there's also the black people that don't get embraced by black culture because the black psychological culture, you know what I'm saying? It was always that one nigga that played Smash Bros and didn't have a lineup. Oh, God. Yeah, he's not going to get chosen by black women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Having a lineup is part of black culture. But when you see somebody who's not a part of black culture but is black, they don't have the same black experience. That's true. And honestly, those are the ones getting rejected by black women. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised when they go out and marry outside their culture. Boy, he going to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me I'm wrong. Like, like, no, no, you're right. I'm wrong? You got okay. anything else for us? We'll appreciate <laughs> like, that. Yeah, what are we talking about? It just, it, just, it just sounded oddly personal, that's all. <laughs> I always had an edge up. It ain't about me. Well, you see what he has? You I see play what Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> I play Smash Bros. Uh -huh. But I also play with that nigga that came in with the, the shorts and the saying. no lineup beady beads and that same Pokemon shirt. Dang. I mean, no yes, dang. he was cold in the game. Nobody ever beat him. But also, he wasn't getting chosen by the black women. All right. He didn't have the same black experience. He, he, had, he, had, a, he had a nerd culture experience. I wouldn't even say white experience. It was just, it was just apart from things that were deemed black. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but that's the thing. I'm not against that. Like, culture is something that is, is ever adapting, ever changing. True. And that's why you can also be African and not have the black experience. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, but, but if that's the case, yes, it's harder for black women to be leaned towards dating somebody like that that, that has their same look but not their same culture. Indeed. That makes sense. Indeed. Question. We got somebody on the hot seat. 
Hey, guys. Hi. What it do? One, as someone who grew up in Rowlett, Texas. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> very much white assimilated. My, my family was very concerned when we moved to DeSoto when I was in high school. <laughs> they were like, how are you going to fit in? And it literally took me two years to make friends. Um, and so wow, yeah. just like there's dudes who are white Emotional assimilated, there are definitely women, black women, who are white assimilated. For sure. Just wanted to clarify. And so there's matches out there. Um, and they can be white assimilated together or grow. <laughs> white assimilated whatever, together. Whatever happens. Uh, I did want to. Trauma bond. Bri- yeah. <laughs> it, Sorry. It, it feels like that. This comes to my head. That was real. Um, there are some historical contexts, like being black, as to why we don't have the infrastructure. So, you know, typically when we have our own neighborhoods and our own stuff, it always gets torn down, burnt down, yep. Yep. destroyed. Uh, and so that prevents our black do- dollar going further. Absolutely. Um, it's a threat. I, I have a friend, me and her have had. My, one of my closest friends, we've had way too many conversations about how integration was really detrimental to the black community. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Segregation when we was at our peak. Yes. Um, and I, I do think it's important for black children to see healthy black love. I agree. Hmm. Uh, I think uh, as black people as a whole, we struggle with... Uh, Identity. We struggle mm-hmm. with knowing healthy love. Mm-hmm. We struggle with having healthy emotions. We struggle with healthy communication. And I think it's important to see other people who look like us doing those things. Yeah. Uh, which is why I would lean kind of on the other side. If you're pro-black and you're with a white person, like... Even if they just see it from one side, I think it's important for children to see from both sides healthy love, relations, uh, communication, the whole nine, emotions, because we don't see it. Mm. And a lot of us who are now tackling those issues and trying to be emotionally healthy and learn how to communicate, uh, the reason why we found out about it is because we went to Brene Brown, a white woman with blue eyes and blonde hair. Um, We went to a PWI. It wasn't like we were, I mean, you know, therapy for black girls, just, it's not that old. Um, And so, representation matters beyond what we could ever figure for us. And so, if you're super pro-black, and I know, like, the Lord will bring any two people together. But sometimes I do wonder, like, history has told us as black women and as black men, as small children, that the come up was with the white race. And so it didn't matter who I dated uh, as a child. If I, was on the, if I was trying to be on the come up, then I needed to get someone who was white. Because economically, we're not in a position to be there. Absolutely, yeah, and and that's and that's why on the on the leaning towards the other end of that, right? You talk about athletes, entertainers, leaders, pastors, whatever it may be. I think it does affect the media aspect, even though the numbers don't show that. When we're seeing that, it whatever we see media and whatever's pushed in media ends up being desired by the next generation. 
you know, and so um, I, I, I do think it is important to also emphasize the reality while also showing how, yes, it is interesting how somebody can get that come up and then give someone else to come up from a different community. And like I said, and I, I think that ties into the emotional and mental trauma of the black family experience, you know, when a lot of our kids are being raised in single parent households by their mm -hmm. mothers. And so, yes, they, they grow a disdain towards black women because they have a disdain towards their black mothers because their black mothers treating the black child how they treated their black person that got them pregnant. Which hmm. I figure it's, it's interesting to me that it won't swing the other way. Because when you have a disdain for your father for not being present, well, no. So, so and that, well, this, that's the thing. Like, um, I think that within the pro, like, like black men have black people to relate to. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you talk to any black person that had their father, they have a disdain, but there's also a desire for him to be there. You know. Um, and I think there's many factors as to why, you know, black fathers are not in the household, but that's a whole different podcast for another day. Yeah. Hmm. Appreciate you. I think it, it gets real murky when you bring in uh, faith and your religion into the, con into the, con the conversation because, I don't know, man. I think uh, one of the things I wrestle with in my earlier in my <clears throat> 20s. Damn, I'm going to be 29 soon. That's wild. <sighs> <laughs> this guy. It, it, bro, it hit me as I was talking because I had to say my early 20s, nigga, like, I mean, you're old. Both of y'all are 30, so it's like so far gone. So it's like, I get it. Whatever, but. 31, but whatever. For me, yeah, older. My freaking bad. fetus. Respect okay. your elders. <laughs> Respect your my elders. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, how's Medicare? Is it good? Still up and going? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Hey, when you, you want your bye bye? Hey, whenever, <laughs> look, whenever you get off the PD show, you let me know. Yeah, hey, bro. PD light here. We'll bring you up, brother. Ah, tell me about the war. You want your binkies? <laughs> tell me about the womb. <laughs> Still watch the backyard again, nigga? Y'all want to keep going? Yeah, what's up? What's up? I'm, I'm here, dude. We what's here, up? nigga. We Anyways. <laughs> we are your friends. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, them kids is black. First of all, back, oh yeah, absolutely. That's their voices, bro. I, <laughs> I can almost guarantee. Black. Anyway, go ahead, hey, bro. Black voices. I remember wrestling with where, how do I rank in terms of my identity, my blackness, and my Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, and as I started having different conversations with people at my church who are white, I came to realize they don't have that internal battle yeah. because their identity never had ownership issues. I think as black people, there's always been this kind of internal divide, even when we talk about faith and, and, and like cultural identity, because there has still been this connection between um, Christianity and its root in America. And the kind of opposition it has posed to, like, the black identity. For example, like, I m remember having a conversation in uh, 2020 with somebody at my church in leadership, and they were like, yeah, you know, I just kind of, I've been, you know, going around talking to some of the different uh, uh, members in our church who are from different backgrounds, black people. Um, 
and just trying to get their perspective on things. And I say, yeah, I think probably the, my biggest thing is like the lack of diversity at our church. And um, she's like, what do you mean? Like we got black people, you know, African people, <laughs> like, you know, Indians, Hispanics, white, all these different types of people. I say, yeah, but like, it's all one culture. Like this is assimilation. Like, like, like Todd was talking about, I was like, it's assimilation. And, and what I found was like, her 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 spiritual identity and her cultural her. identity had such a cohesiveness. Oneness. It was a it was like it was like this thing that has never been disjointed. And so even like when we start to talk about in this conversation, marrying black, the pros and the cons of it, I even started thinking about like, dang, like, but what about my devotion to my faith? Like the you know what I'm saying? And then they automatically click for me. White people don't have to deal with that part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, not only because they have a stronger sense of family, but also because, like, when they are, their culture never comes in contention with, with, their, uh, with their faith. And I just think it's an interesting conversation because it has so many layers for us. It has so many, ram there are so many ramifications, implications that we have to consider in this conversation um, that I think some of our other white brothers and sisters don't have to consider. And it's like, dang, bro, even to that point, like, I hated, I remember, I just remember trying to figure out how do I rank them. And even hearing sermons where it's like, I hear, I'm hearing pastors and, and, and influential black leaders talk about in the church, like, I don't want to be identified as a black person. And I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's, I think it's just, you know what I'm saying, a, a conversation that is so layered. But anyways, you know, what do you have to bring to? Hi this podcast well i was just um gonna say that i kind of have the same experience as oh, where she went Con you I, I, what's your name caroline. caroline i have the same like i'm caroline. nigerian <laughs> yeah so my both my parents are from you nigerian too oh <laughs> but yeah so both my parents are from nigeria Whoa. my older sister she was born in nigeria i was the first of my parents be born in America. Um, and then I have two sisters that are younger than me. I also have like 19 half siblings. But that's a, that's a whole other, that's a whole other story. I really do. Um, but so, so definitely the dual um, culture. So I had that growing up. and multiply. Yeah. Lots of, <laughs> lots of multiply. Okay, Caleb. All right, Caleb. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had the dual 19. culture as well. It's a lot. Yeah, ni 19, 19 guys. Are we Man, getting it, Sa same, same, well. Same dad, 20, my dad had 23 kids. Okay. So it's 19 half. Was it, uh, was, it, was it multiple marriages? Huh? Was it multiple marriages? Multiple wives. Okay, mm -hmm. for sure. Which, is, which in that time was the yeah, culture. For sure. So my dad had multiple wives. Definitely not judging. Yeah, yeah. Not my ministry at all. For sure. Um, um, but I was gonna, I was gonna say that I grew up only seeing, like, my family is Nigerians marrying Nigerians. Like, not even Nigerians marrying American. Like, my brother married an American, and that's, like, the one person who did back then. Now it's a lot more um, diverse. But so in my family, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it wasn't explicitly said to me to only marry a black man or a Nigerian man. Um, it's explicitly said to me now because they see who I date. They see who I'm around, right? And so I personally, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I have to, in order for me to be pro-black, I should date 
a black man. I don't think that that, that that means you're doing it the right way, I guess, or the best way. I think that if I'm a healthy black woman and I'm marrying and I'm having a healthy marriage and my kids see that, and I think that that's a blessing in itself. You know what I mean? And, and, mm. and I pour, and I, I, I pour into black kids. Like I volunteer at places where they're in a community where it's predominantly black or Hispanic, you know? Well, I mean, we're in, we're in Texas, like Garland. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it just is what it is. I don't live in an area where it's mainly black people. I don't live there, but I do volunteer in those areas, and I do go out of my way to pour into people, to pour into black young people. So I don't, but does that, if I marry a white guy, if I marry a black guy, I don't see how that changes what I'm doing. If they're also pushing the same agenda. Yeah, I wouldn't say change what you're doing. I think it changes the effectiveness of what you're doing. So, like... For someone to see me with a black a black guy would change the effect. Yeah. Um, so typically, mm-hmm. when you do ministry in the hood, when white faces show up, they have their hands out because they know they're going to receive something. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's rarely if 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 a black kid in the hood sees somebody that's white coming there, they're having their hands out because they know they're not going to be there for long. But the, while they're there, they're going to get something. Rarely do white people actually integrate themselves into communities apart from themselves in order to do long-term work. And so, yes, it does actually help and benefit when it is black faces showing up and doing the work. So I'm not saying it's, it's not effective at all, but it, it, is, it is more effective to see a black couple doing that same work for the black community, within the black community. But it's not against, like, hey, if, if you want to, you know what I'm saying, mix it up, mix it up. I'm not, I'm, I'm not against anybody doing anything, you know what I'm saying? Your preference yeah. is your preference. I'm just saying, like, it does change the effectiveness Wait, in the eyes of the people that you're doing it to. That's not, I mean, that's not a preference, though. That I, wa- I don't want you to, I want to be very clear, it's not a preference at all. I think it so. shouldn't, I, I personally think you should have a preference on when it comes to race. That's my own opinion. So I wouldn't have a preference if I dated Black or white Hispanic. There's okay. no preference. Okay. There. Well, that's it. Yeah. I, I guess I interpreted it wrong. Yeah. Um, there is no preference at all. Like at all. That's what's up. I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't think that if I'm, like, if I was to marry either way, that it would be any different in the intention and in the actions. I guess. Yeah. The intention and the action doesn't change. I think the effectiveness of the community seeing it, like, like that's what I'm trying to say. If if you if you talk to black children, like. I've, I, I literally moved to the hood in Village Oaks, and by being there for two whole years, whenever they saw white faces, they knew that they were coming to do some quick ministry in and out, and it wasn't long-term, except for the actual program that was there as a nonprofit. But that nonprofit even knew, hey, we need two black faces to come and be here long-term. Can y'all do this? I said, absolutely, because they knew the effectiveness yeah of hearing from your own people mm-hmm. is more effective than hearing from somebody that's not. And even, even with that, I, was, uh, I had an interview at College Station. It was this uh, white church that was in a predominantly black community for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so they were just like, hey, he literally sat me down. It was like, we can't do this by ourselves. He said, we've been here for a while. And it was just like, we need someone. We need somebody black. 
that's gonna be here. They they were just like they were just like. I mean, were, yeah, I think that's wisdom. That's no, no, no. But they were just like when you're, there's, when, there's when, so when you're close to the higher ups, they'll they'll be real with you. They'll be real because they because like, they realize the gap of their communication has limitations. My yeah. No, nah, they were just saying we like and we need help. Can you show us? Can you teach us what we need to do? But like they wanted to hire me like full time, long term. You know what I'm saying? But they were just like we can't do this by ourselves. You know, but so that, but that's the whole thing by ourselves. Like there, it wasn't a only black like thing was it for sure no 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 but he, he's talking more towards the the effectiveness though yeah so that's, i think that's, i that, think that, yeah, that's you, you that being black up. will have an impact yeah, yeah. for sure i think both y'all being black will have the greatest impact i think that's the that's a i don't want that's a fact oh yeah fact. and I, I think but, it's, but i'm not saying there won't be an impact i'm saying based on who you're talking to who your impact yeah any, I, any nonprofit, they're they're they're, they're more likely so you, so you would say the same not ministry, but like family. So right? it's it's really about it's really about owning what you see. Okay, it's about making something attainable. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. I can go and tell you, like Jesus didn't perform miracles by himself. He also taught and took the disciples with him. So by the time he left, what he did was attainable. You know what I'm saying? He showed them, right? And he didn't take the highest of the high, did he? No, he took the outcast. Why? Because he knew to reach the world, he had to reach also the people who were the lowly, right? So he took the lowly and he made the supernatural attainable by teaching it and empowering it to the lowly. I think it's the same concept. If I, a black man, go into a black community and tell these black children about success, being someone in a position of success, mm. stability, health, and wellness, what does that do? That does not make success white. Success now looks like them. And success now talks like them, walks like them, acts like them, listens to the same music, understands their culture. So now not only does it make success attainable, it actually makes their experience and, and perspective more diverse. Because now it's not just sports, music, and drug dealing. Now it's like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Like, I can do all these different things. Now my experience and my, my ceiling isn't just these one or two or three things if I want to obtain success. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's about making what is lofty more attainable. That is done very impactfully and very effectively by representation because it says if I look like you, mm-hmm. talk like you, walk like you, and sound like you can get this then why can't you do it? Success now looks like me. It doesn't look like somebody in Highland Park. Not to say somebody from Highland Park can't come and have an impact, but what is more readily identifiable? Okay, I, I agree with that, and I'm not discounting that at all. I guess I'm talking specifically in relationship, in marriage, in having a family. I don't, like, don't, you have to, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just... Do you have to, does pro being pro-black have to look like everybody's definition of that? You know what I mean? Well, well that's, that's, that's the thing. So, we, so based on you giving why you represented yourself as pro-black, you mentioned what you do in the black community. And but then, I never said I'm pro. I, I've, I've honestly never sure, said I'm pro-black. For sure. Okay. okay I'm not, for I'm not sure, anti-black. I'm just saying I've, I, don't, I don't even yeah, it's a But what you began to explain was in the midst of you, if you marry somebody who is, who is not of your race or a different culture, whatever it may be, it's like, hey, I still do things in my community. 
And then the question was, is what I'm doing ineffective? Mm-hmm. No, it's not what you're doing is ineffective. But if you have been in black communities doing ministry, doing nonprofit work, doing social work, etc., what's the common dynamic of a young black boy? What's the household like? That they come from a single parent household. Single parent household where a black father's not present. Mm-hmm. And so, if you come in there as a black woman mm-hmm. with a white husband, mm-hmm. now, what are they seeing? I mean, they're not seeing a black woman with a black man. For sure. But, uh-huh. but either, either way, now mind you, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But obviously, it would be a greater impact for them to see, oh, wait, this does work. It can happen. The possibility. Why? Because it doesn't work and it doesn't happen according to their eyes. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that black children respond to, especially in the hood, is a key word, consistency. It's easy to get it, come and go from people. It's easy to get drop-offs and handouts. But without that consistency, when you're able to show, I remember literally, Pat, you were there. Kid looked at me and said, why are you here? You could be anywhere else. Bro, like, you got stuff going for you. You're a rapper. You could be making money elsewhere. I was getting minimal, minimum wage over there. You know what I'm saying? They said, why minimum, are you minimum. here? One of the, the keys? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, like why? Like, leave. Like, there's, like, there's nothing here. I said, I said, I'm here for you because I love you. You're the reason I'm here. Because if I leave, you don't have an example. That's a foreign concept. Exactly. Yeah. Foreign Literally concept. Literally giving up yourself and considering others better than yourself. Yeah. And I think that definitely has greater impact when it's coming from people that look like you. And even still, yes, Paul had a unique ministry as though he is the one going to specifically the Gentiles. He is a minister to the Gentiles. But generally speaking, we're told that the disciples were preaching to who first? Jews. The Jew the first, then the Gentile. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that, though. That's a whole new topic. Nah. Nah, yeah. And even from seeing family, like, like again, like, if I show you, if you go into an area where majority of the black households are broken families, and I show you a strong, healthy, consistent black family, it just shakes your perspective. It shakes your world. So, yeah, it, it, you don't have to do it to be pro-black. Uh, yeah. Certainly most effective, though. It, it, I would I would go so far as to say it's probably best practice. That word, which most is why I say you emphasize. That word most wait, wait, wait. And, and which is why I say it's emphasize. not wrong to say to emphasize. Especially it, it, it places it, more importance on like if you are with a black person than if you're not. But but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing for for me. Like it's 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 about if you're saying I'm gonna be the person who wants to make the greatest impact within the black community for black children. Well, if that's your mission, if that's your calling, I would say to get the greatest impact would be marrying black. If you're going to be the person who is, you know what I'm saying, middle class, going to a diverse church with, yeah, cool, <laughs> do that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a lifestyle. It's, it's also very comfortable. It's, it's no, it, like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to people doing that. But for those that are saying I'm boots on the ground, front line, impacting the community where it's hurting the most, yes, it impacts and it's more effective if you're dating within your race. Yeah, it's, again, it's your service. It's a service thing. So, like, the people who you're trying to serve and impact, what is going to be the most impactful thing for them to see? But we don't live in a place where it's only black people, though. You know what I mean? Like we are, uh, we are in America. Like I'm for not, sure. But those, was, but those communities was, you're going to, it's predominantly what 
black and Latino. We're talking about building the black, black community. People. If, if, if you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to these communities, yeah, you're not in a place where communities, Dallas, but what part of Dallas are you talking about? Because if you go into certain parts of Dallas, it starts looking a little bit different the deeper you go. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, I'm saying I'm going to where people don't go. When, literally, when it comes to somebody inviting someone out, right? I remember I would do this. I would do this because I, lo- I, you know, I love kicking up dust, right? Somebody like, hey, we should, let's, let's hang out. And it's like, hey, where, where are we going to come at? I would literally invite them to my neighborhood when I was in Village Oaks. And then some people would not want to go. It's like, can we just go to like a Starbucks or something that's close? It's like, no, nah, how about you come over where I'm at? Oh, it's because it's more dangerous. Didn't Jesus' title not be, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. Yeah, that's where he was from. That's where he was birthed. Bang, and I'm like, bang, yes. Can anything bang, good come out of Oak bang, Cliff? Bang, yes. Can anything bang, good come out of DeSoto? Bang. Yes. Keep naming any, any cut, Chicago, Camden, whatever it may be. Now, mind you, yes, it is harder work. It is sacrifice. It is consistency. It is taking L's. It is less money. It is, it's all of that. And that lifestyle ain't for everybody. This is true. But if you're saying that I want to make the greatest impact within the black community, yes, I think it is behooved you to actually date black to make the greatest impact. It's not saying you're not going to make a impact. It's people making a impact. Why? And also, yo, like a lot of times it's, for us to even be able to do that, a lot of times we actually need white dollars. And and I in think those nonprofits. And, and, and I think like even that. even in that conversation, there's a there's a there's room and space to talk about allies, right? How do you not just gain allies, but like when you are going about this work, it can't just be a give me your money, right? I think that's a very ignorant approach to take. And I used to be there, uh, but what I've learned just being around people is seeing like. Hey, it's not just give me your money, but it's, hey, come learn and understand the experience, the experience, because then your money actually has more of an impact because you're now invested um, holistically in the effort. You know what I'm saying? It's not just I write a check here. Let me know how it goes. Let me see some statistics. Nah, come come do the reading program. You know what I'm saying? Come to the after school program. Come to the football games. Come to the football practices where you're seeing Coaches and grown uh, coaches and, and, and kids cussing each other out. So you can understand why we need to have black men represented, you know, in these neighborhoods. Come and sit and talk to these teachers so you can hear some of the home life of some of these kids. So you can understand why empowering and strengthening a black family is so important. Right. Don't just don't just get allies that's just going to give you blank checks and just say, hey, here you go, because that's not really an ally. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not interested in somebody writing a blank check just so they can get a tax benefit. I'll, I'll take 50 G's with somebody who is investing and consistent over somebody who's going to write 200, 250, you know what I'm saying? Because at that point, I can take somebody who's writing that check and they're going to tell their people about it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tell, they, tell their community about it. They're going to bring their community back and get them to invest in the communities we're doing the work in. So there's also a conversation for creating allies. Yeah, my, my, and, and my, my, my closest allies were the ones that were silent on social media but loud in the streets. You know what I'm saying? To, to the point where they were like, Gosh. it was like, it was like, now mind you, it's silent on social media for certain reasons. It's like, man, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I just want to help. I said, bro, it's, it's, oh, it's, I, thought said, I thought you said the backwards. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was silent on social media, but loud in the streets. Yeah, I thought you said, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, bro, like, like, mind you, if being that they're part of certain cultures, 
to say anything shakes up so much dust. They're like, yeah. I'd rather not even get to the Facebook debates and the Insta. It's like, fam, it's not, not even on some. I'm, I want to protect my image. It's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I just see people hurting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those are the ones calling my phone. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like, it's like yo, hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, man, like, but, but I, I do believe it goes beyond, like you said, finance. You know, like imagine a billionaire asking you, What's this conversation about reparations? No, you know facts. what I'm saying? That's a that was a tough conversation I had. How are you? Right? To, sorry. And we got sorry. a couple of more. Yes. I was just gonna say, how are you to be white or I guess of mixed race, mixed with black, and be pro black? Like can you? Well, that's, can, so, it, can you be just as effective absolutely. as a black what, 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 person? What, what, that's, well, so so like I said, so the 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 effectiveness. So no. no, I never said that. No, 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 no. No, you can't. No, 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 no. I never said that. Who's who's saying that? They saying that back there? Oh, you can come to the hot seat if you're saying that. Yeah. Who said that back there? Point them out. No, I, I heard someone say no. You can't. You have to be. Yeah, who said? Yeah, yeah. Stand so up. so I, I I think it's important to recognize that people that are interracial still have a black experience. Yeah. And so by them having a black experience, yes, they're definitely black culture. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. By being interracial, it comes with a lot of great benefits, you know what I'm saying, within the culture, right? Like, that's just facts. The, the culture views you a certain way, and you get benefits from that. But there's also declines that also comes with that as well, just because you appear black and have black skin, right? In whatever context that may be. But that doesn't mean you can't be pro-black as being interracial. I'm just saying, if, if what we're defining as is pro-black or what it means to make an impact in black communities, I think it helps when you actually are looking like the people Look you're talking black. to. It would, well, looking like the people you're addressing, right? And that's what I'm trying to say, like, like, like with anything, right? Um, I'm not going to go to a business meeting looking like this. Why? Because I know I'll be able to have a greater impact when I tie my dreads up, wear a suit, or if I go golfing, I'm going to wear those shorts. I'm going to wear a short sleeve, a, a short shirt. Why? Because I'm going to your culture. I'm going to make sure that I am involved in what you're doing. I can try to do whatever, like, cool. You can stick out all you want, but there's a ceiling when you start sticking out. I'm not my homie, bro. He has one of the best beards in the world. He shaved it. He said, bro, I realized me having this image, I was so, I'm, pro, I'm, I'm, I'm all about being black. I don't care what they say. They're going to know my worth. They gonna, he's, like, he's like, you know what? I'm realizing that in the midst of my business growing, how good I'm doing, I don't want there to be a ceiling on what I'm able to accomplish by the people I'm associating with. Now, it's easier for somebody like Jay-Z to say, I'm about to wear my hair nappy while you already have reached a billion, right? But Facts. at the end of the day, that's not the common narrative. There's a lot God of people. Did. In, the, the, the black people in the black experience in the corporate world, it's like, yo, you have to address yourself corporate. Why? Because you got to play the game. And with involved in playing the game, you have to look like who you're involved with. Why? Because it's respectful. You're in their culture. So in their culture, respect the rules. And I think that just applies everywhere, right? To make the greatest impact, be a, look like the people you want to be. To the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I became a Gentile. To the weak, I became weak. To the strong, I became strong. I became all things to all men to save some. If I, need to, if I want to become all things to all men, that means I have to look like who I'm talking to. The best way to look like who you're talking to is to be who you're talking to. Emma. What up, Liz? Thanks for the questions. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Um, I just, why are you, why are you wearing your jacket like that? Bring her up closer. Uh, Don't it zip in the closer? front, though? Oh. Yeah, hurt her. So scoot up or scoot in? Scoot over this way. Uh, scoot to, towards, towards Elisha. Get closer. Okay, baby, baby. 
Um, I just want to say I agree on all that, but I wanted to address the um the mental. And he's singing. Yeah, he used to be on the praise team at uh, Oak Cliff. They used to put him in the back. Wow, this is facts. <laughs> but you didn't say that like it was honorable. <laughs> Do you feel like it was honorable? I don't. <laughs> I just, okay. <laughs> you interpreted that one. 12 years on the place team. No I hate. just wanted to say I agree, but I wanted to address the mental uh, mental issues in the one-parent household. Um, from my experience, I haven't, I haven't really seen that side, a lot of that side. Thank you. Um, I've also seen the opposite side where um, when, it comes to the, when it comes to the youth, they actually do have a two-parent household and they actually have black parents and they show a good representation outside of my family and inside of my family but they still go out to the um they still date date outside their race or marry outside their race um uh i just wanted to say that like i feel like when they're at a young age it's still and i want to give y'all flowers while y'all while y'all here it, y'all we need other black men to pour into them and show them and tell them what is good in the community. Like, you know, I just, I just wanted to say that, but I wanted to emphasize on the fact mm. that it's not always like um, a one parent house. It doesn't always have to be a tragic event. Like they do have a good positive environment, mm. but mm. sometimes they still go outside because I guess social media, uh, they look at, they, they look at rappers and athletes and they want that lifestyle. TikTok. Um, Right, TikTok. They yeah, all of that, and but <laughs> exactly. But I just wanted to say it's not always a tragic mm. event. Sometimes they do have that positive outlook, and they still want to go outside. Um, but we need people like y'all, other black men, to pour into them and show them a good example as well. Mm-hmm. So, so here's here's my response to that, and and I think you really like like to think right. By and large, black men are marrying black women, yet only one out of four black women get married. So this isn't about whether or not you'll see the exception to the rule every now and again, go and marry outside the race. It's really just, yeah, people will date, but it's black people aren't getting married. That's the issue. We have tainted the sanctity of marriage. We're just not getting married. Think about that. If we, by and large, only marry black women, Mm. yet we're only marrying one out of four, we're not getting married. That's a culture thing. So, yes, you may see people go out and date outside the race. There's nothing wrong with that. But they're not going to get married, typically. And I think think it's important to emphasize that. We see it happen. Look, when I'm talking about the young kids I'm seeing in the hood that – go and, and, and enjoy themselves out, outside the race, outside the culture, or even inside of it. Cool, that happens. But also, they're not also getting married. They'll shack. They'll smash. True. It's not, it's not about, they're not marrying anybody. And, that's, and, that's, and I think we have to place that emphasis on that. Who's getting married? Because mm. that's the, that, that, I'm not saying that's the finish line, but that's the goal if we're talking about healthy families. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's a mental issue on a single-parent household that's affecting whether they want to even see marriage. Because, like, why would I want marriage? You know what I'm saying? And on the other end of that, you also have, yes, you see healthy households. I think they're more inclined to get married 
by the stats. But to, to, to look at the exception of already an exception and say, I see it, it's, it's like, I, I think it's, we see the experience of people dating and, and, and tie dating to marriage. Dating is not marriage. Nope. Just because you see people get together, do, do, do hangouts, do, do one night stands or do whatever it may be, that doesn't equate to marriage. Just because you mm -hmm. dated somebody don't mean you marry somebody. Facts. That's my response. <clears throat> Round two. Fight. No, I forgot to address something earlier that you said, Mitch. You made a comment. I just wanted a clarification on that. Um, you were saying something about not obtaining a marriage license. Why was that? Why, hell. <sighs> I just remember. I literally just remembered. So I Is know. it possible for you to say this in uh, five you minutes know it's or not. less? <laughs> that's, that's a long time. I said five minutes. You're right. We'll give you seven. <laughs> I'll be quick, y'all. I'll, I'll be very, very quick. It's a lie. Whenever you need a license for anything, you're conducting business. Literally. Yeah. But did you not say marriage if, is a business? Exactly. Absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to say. When we talk about a financial contract, you're getting into allowing the government to be over the entity of what you just called sacred under God. I don't need the government to be involved in what I'm doing hmm. financially. Hmm. I can do that. We're the only culture that emphasizes that. But for some reason, it's like pushing for it. Yeah, if, if, if you want to operate Lyft and do Lyft or Uber, et cetera, yes, it behooves you to get a license. If you want to have a 18-wheeler, it behooves you to get a license. You need a license for a horse. You technically don't need a license for a car unless you're operating business. That's a whole different topic for a whole different day. But, I'm, I'm, yeah. Licenses are for people who conduct business. Hmm. So technically speaking, if you're on the sidewalk and see a little girl selling lemonade, she's doing something illegal. She needs a license. Now, of course, we let her slide. Why? We don't want to stop the little girl from selling lemonade, but she's operating commerce in a public place. She needs a license to do so. So next license. time you see little Susie on the side of the sidewalk, check her Run up lemonade. On check her real quick. Go ahead. Kick over the stand. Steal her sugar packets this and call illegal. the feds. Be the feds. I'm, uh, call look, the look. ops. I'm, 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 I'm very passionate about finish. signing let, my name on things. I'm very passionate about writing things down, signing my name on things, and reading the fine print. And when I look at the fine print of marriage, it's basically saying, hey, I'm going to have another entity over my business. Yeah. I, if, and hmm. if I want to... Do operate business as an individual, sole proprietor. I don't need to have another entity over over me saying, "Hey, we're going to conduct your finances." Because, yeah, when it comes to child care, child child support, divorces, who gets the money? It's them. Now, of course, you have tax benefits by being married. Dad, don't put that in quotations, dog. Because it's literal. It's, yeah, it's literal tax benefits. It's a business. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. But if you conduct but business, quotes, if you conduct business as an individual, you can also do that. People okay who aren't married that. are able to also conduct business. Okay. Well, there you go. If, if, if you look okay, at the so purpose of why licenses were even made for marriage, it's a very new thing. I don't think it's even a, um, uh, 70, 70 or 100 years old yet. It's, it's, it's very new, right? And, and it, was, it was made to make sure that blacks didn't marry whites. It was, it was actually to separate and segregate. That's the purpose of it. It's historical. I'll, I'll, put, this, I'll put a little link up in there so I'm, just, I'm not just looking like I'm talking out my butt. You know what I'm saying? But like there's, there's history behind why licenses were made. So you just deem it as a piece of paper? It's not a piece of paper. It's a business contract. Okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's the, there's nothing, no such thing as just a piece of paper when your name goes on it. When your name is going on something, especially it has something above it, read everything. Okay. Make right. sure you read everything. Don't just sign your name on things. Okay, so let's hypothetically speak. So if we're, if we're married, so then something hmm. happens to you legally, hmm. what can I do? Legally? Do you have a certificate? That's like, what I'm saying. If you didn't sign anything, because that's what I'm saying. If I'm just like, I signed a certificate. Play this out. You can no, get a certificate you of marriage. You, just said you, don't, you don't ever want to get involved in a license. I'm trying to Wait, wait. You can get a certificate of marriage. Mm. The, the government recognizes a certificate of marriage as okay. two people being married. Okay. I can get that notarized. I can, yeah, it's, it's, you can have a certificate of marriage. And be married. Like, like I said, the fact that they, say, they, they, they had the audacity when Dr. Sebi got here and said, oh, you're not a doctor because you didn't go to our schools. It's like, I've been healing people for years. Right. Just because I didn't go through y'all system to get my doctor, doctorate, whatever it may be, I'm still a doctor by definition. Huh? Threw it again. No, that's true. It's that's like, yo, I've been, I've, been, I've been in my practice for the longest time. That's true. But to like I said, to piggyback that's how that, America that's how does business. Like outside, outside countries. Like my uncle yeah. is a doctor in Congo, but he came and he had to go to medical school all over again. All over again. But, now, yeah. Imagine, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because the law of the land. If you want to submit yourself to the law of the land in, 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 in licenses, yes, it helps. It benefits, benefits to it. I'm not saying there's not benefits to it. That's for me and my house. So you'll do a certificate, just not the actual license. Yeah, I don't need. I, I, well, I'm, I'm just saying you don't need a license, and I right. feel like if you do the research, you'll realize but why. You'll, yes, to know that you'll do one. That's what I wanted to get. Yeah, I'm doing a certificate. Oh, okay. Cool. It's a certificate of marriage. We'll be officially married under the eyes of God, which matters the most, not in the eyes of the government. Okay. But the government will recognize my marriage because I have a certificate. I respect it. All right. Amen. Thank you for joining respect. us for Mitch's Anarchist Corner. <laughs> uh, you can catch us every third Sunday. Every third Sunday. Anybody? Play, Come on, Pat. Play, Pat. Uh-oh. Talk to us. There's Yo. research behind it. Talk like, to yeah, us. History Pat. behind marriage licenses. Just look it up. Yeah. I got y'all be quick. You, you ain't going to be quick. <laughs> you ain't a real nigga if, if you don't marry nigga, then you nah, ain't a nigga. <laughs> nah, y'all funny. Y'all funny. These my boys. Um, so... I agree with a lot of stuff y'all said. There was a few things people were asking, I think, about uh, what is the direct correlation with family and money. Like, how does it go into, was it you two? No, it was him. It was me. It was you? Okay. Okay, yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I, so, I think it was Elisha and Alicia. Asking about how does it tie in? Yeah. Elisha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elisha and Alicia. Get my name right. Okay. Uh, so... Whoa. Number one, I am Pan-Africanist. Yeah. And I, oh. We, we oh. disagree on that, but I am Pan-Africanist. And it's committed solely, wholly to the black cause. If you're black anywhere, we're united as one because we have the same struggles everywhere. So us in Congo, I know Caroline mentioned a few things that happened here, but universally it's the same problem. If you go to Jamaica or if you go to Congo or if you go to the blacks in Brazil, it's all going to be the same thing. We own nothing, have nothing. And basically everything that we try to have or try to contain, we give out. It's the same problem. Like hmm. It's the same dollar problem everywhere you go. So usually what happens with, when you marry is that you work, typically. The man works. And when the man works, he gets money. But he doesn't spend all of that money. He invests a lot of that money. So what happens when he invests that money? We call that retirement. He saves for retirement. While he invested. Which goes away. So as he invests that money, it's growing, 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 growing. But chances are the man is going to die before the woman. 
So the man is not really expected to benefit from his retirement. So who usually benefits from a retirement? It's going to be the who? The wife, the children, the wife, the children. So when you marry outside of your community, knowing that, yes, we have a trillion dollars worth of spending power, is really not building nothing. And to give your money to another person who doesn't share the identity or the crisis in the community, it still hurts us regardless because it still goes into the hands of an, another community. So, for example, let's say I have a million dollars in retirement. I die. It goes to my wife. I hear a lot of things women were saying about um, black hair stuff that's backed by different faces. So a lot of it is investment money. So I can yeah. take a woman can take money from her husband's retirement account. And instead of going to a bank, she can literally start her business just like that. And her husband was able to generate that because of his retirement. And she can contribute to the needs of a community versus if it goes into the hands of somebody else, they don't necessarily see that need because they're not a part of the community. Yeah, you got black children, but you don't see the need of the community. So because you don't see the need of the community, you might spend it in other ways that might not benefit us as a whole. And that's just, that's kind of the dangerous part of it. Not necessarily bad, but it's a dangerous part because money is still being withheld mm. that we could use to build. And mm. it's just, and that's why it's the danger of trying to build up each other financially. So that's kind of the, the tough part of it, of how it kind of circulates back and we don't have that money. And there's a lot of things black women can do because you did mention black women are one out of four are not married, but the, I love how you say it's a contract, but it's a benefit too. Because when you're married, you inherit what your husband gives you. So when you inherit that, there's so much power for, the, for yourself and for your kids. Instead of inheriting nothing because two parents are separated, the mom has to stretch herself by far to meet ends meet. She has a second income plus retirement, pension, whatever is left, mm -hmm. IRAs that go directly to her when the husband dies. Yeah. So that's the very important key that I think kind of goes back to what y'all were saying is that's how it kind of circulates back within us and having that commitment because I want to entrust my money to if I die, when I die, whatever, to a black woman who can help the community in ways that she sees possible because she knows. She knows what we struggle with mm -hmm. and she'll be able to see that and meet that need instead of being separate and struggling as a black single mother trying to raise kids. So I think that's my only spill, and uh, I think that's really important just to point out. I don't know if y'all got something to say. I hear that. But do you, do you also think, again, it's like if they're not black but there's an intentionality? Because you said they don't, they don't understand the experience, which is very true. Truly agree with that. But yet they see an issue and say, hey, I'm going to step in there and also help with this. Like, yeah. I, I would say that it's not necessarily the will, but it's the, it's the know-how. Mm -hmm. So even, for sure, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if the, yeah. the heart is good, like I don't mind you saying I want to do it, but don't nobody know how to speak to me better than a black woman for to sure speak to my needs. And that's the same thing for her children, for anyone else. She knows my needs. She knows what I'm going through. She knows my history. So usually for her, I want to entrust her because she'll know, especially under the leadership of a, of a good black man. He'll know how to tell her, yo, if anything happens to me, this is how you expand. This is what you do. This is the investments you do. Hey, we don't have a hospital. I want you to team up with my other back friends and their wives. And if something happens to us, I want y'all to team up to 
continue something, continue a legacy to build on. So if I know a lot of, I think, who was it? I think it was Martin Luther King. He had a lot of women also finance him as well throughout his, uh, his uh, campaign. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, women have, but they know how to meet the needs. Like, we know how to meet our needs. That's all it is. It's like, we know what to do for ourselves. And it's not saying that not to marry other communities, but it's just be conscious of that, that repercussion, because you'll pay the community suffers. It's not necessarily the individual or the family. It's the community, right? Like, it's the community that suffers. And if we go past self, family, and then we continue to community, we can see the importance of a lot of things. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think your statements bear the assumption that whatever interracial couple there was, whoever is the non-black, white, Asian, Hispanic person um, doesn't share a passion towards or have their own individual passion towards black issues. Am I correct? I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, somebody who so. Somebody who marries, like you said, like because that it was, it was it was all kind of foundational. The example of by the end of the like at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, there will be a sum of money, and that sum of money um, won't be going specifically towards the needs black of our people for sure. But I would say that's just an issue in general because we as black people don't spend exclusively black. I think I think I think if we literally started practicing economic withdrawal as a community. We would literally hit the economy, and it would literally allow us to get new legislation. Um, it, it would allow us to have our voices heard even more, and even to the extent of I remember when we were even communicating um, uh, like our our future vision for black at Blackout Coalition. We were going to start actually um, passionately uh, calling it a consequence movement. It's like, hey, if y'all don't change this. We're not going to buy from this specific business anymore. You think that business ain't going to change it? If you have a community of people who are your people that are saying, hey, fam, um, yeah, we know that we're the main ones buying this product, this hair product. We're not going to buy this until y'all start representing us better, this, 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 and this. They're going to change it. Why? Because they're not going to want to see their dollars impacted. And so I say that to say, um, is that just something – because, like, when it's retiring now, is it still going in the black community anyways? Well, I, I think, and this will be my last thing, uh, sure. I think uh, it, what, what it really comes down to is what to do with the dollars because what we really shouldn't be worried about is how other people see us versus how we build up ourselves. For sure. So the primary focus is what is our lacks in the community. So a lot of things are dietary. So instead of saying, hey, I'm going to withhold my dollars from whatever you got going on, okay, yeah, we withhold it, but now let's say we do. Let's not support anybody, and let's keep the dollars to ourselves. Are we responsible enough to know what to do with our money, how to generate it, how we can work for the greater good of the community? I think those are the main focuses that even, yeah, we have the money in this we're spending it, but knowing what to do and being responsible with it because... So whether or not so it's somebody needs, that's white that receives it, it sounds like still there's an issue of financial literacy. Yeah, and that's... Because like, like, you're, say, you're saying financial literacy of the white woman or black or, or white man that has now gotten this sum of money and how to reallocate those funds within the black community. I'm saying that's a struggle in general within the black community. Financial literacy is a general struggle? Yes. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, yes, it's disagreeing. I was just trying to clarify what you said. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I, and I would even say if well, no, I'm gonna say it. I would even say that when it comes to financial literacy, it is more um, inclined people being financial liter- financially literate within white communities. You know what I'm saying? But I think financial literacy is more so towards the individual. So when you have money and you want to invest it or you want to start something, right, a collective pro- project amongst our own people, let's say I want to build a hospital, right? I just need investors. I don't need to be the one to have the financial literacy. There's people Ooh. there that actually do that for us. So I can have it, – it's, it's a and the thing is it's a team project. I don't have to know everything, right? So if my man here is better with finances than me but – I have the vision, the goal, the idea. I'm going to depend on him, yeah. and we're going to work together. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily I need myself to be financially literate. It's, look, I need to entrust people responsible who can lead and guide the dollars in our community that benefits all of us as a whole. And this is a problem worldwide for black people everywhere, not even just here. It's the mismanagement of funds that you entrust your leaders with to benefit mm. the well-being of the ones they're supposed to be getting uh, taken care of. Yeah, he does have. Not everybody yeah. needs to be financial literate. Like, if you want to do it for yourself and generate your own income, yes. But if you want to help your community, you entrust those who. That's your strength. If that's your strength, sure. Let's say I want to start a farm so I can help our diet because black people in the hood they don't have good diets and they struggling from diabetes and they need to change their diet. What am I going to do? I don't need to know everything about farming. What do I need to know? I need to do what? Get people who are smart in the industry and say, hey, let's connect now. And hire farmers. And now you hire farmers to do the yeah. work. For sure. Yeah, that's leadership. Yeah. For sure. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, brothers. All you need is one good, one, good, one good Malcolm, one good Martin. And then they'll start a movement. Good point. No Marcus Garvey? Yeah, genius. Legend. Marcus Garvey cool. is a legend. The gold. Come on, come on, Tony. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on, Tony. Come on. The goat, the goat. No smoke, man. No smoke. I'm gonna pour out my heart on this one, man. Like, I'm, oh, I'm just be honest. Here we go. Be honest. You said I'm pour, ready. Pour out my heart. You said I'm not ready. real. Yeah, for real. So I had to write it down. I love black women. I love black women. I love. Did you write button on caps? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I want you to light it on fire just because you know, they you know just because how they responded. You know what? Light them on fire, Tom. You know what? You know what? I am so glad, Street, that I got this reaction. Yes. Because when people meet me in real life, they're gonna have this same reaction. They're gonna be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Thank y'all. I think it is unfair for black men to marry outside of their race at this time. It's too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because y'all, they was ready. 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 Gotcha. Now you're quiet. Gotcha. 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 So, I think. I personally think, right, from just my community, right, and things that I've seen, there's too many sisters out here who need to see a black man operating in a godly role that God gave him or them, 
especially because of all the women we have scorned, abused, hurt, ran through, etc. And especially because of what they saw our dads do, including us. Not everybody, but where I'm from, niggas messed up the game. And by no means am I against dating outside of your race. I just see it as being unfair in 2022. I just feel like it's unfair. Like, that's just my personal opinion. I think that, like, what better than, like, every black girl, at least that I know, right, you, you admire your dad. Even as a man, as a male, you admire your dad, right? And I'm speaking as black people right now. I'm not speaking white people, Asian, y'all got your own thing on, black people. So it's like, you want to see that when you get older, you want to see that same model. You want to see yep. that same thing. And I just kind of think, like I said at this point, I just think that it's unfair for us as black men to, like, especially to get all this money and then we go, like, what, what was the Kanye thing? Oh, what's you, you get, what you get? Oh, you going to leave for a white woman? Like, I just, I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't see that as fair. I don't see uh, you dating Hispanics right now as being fair, all these different things, because it's too many resources, too much love, too much restoration too much renewal too much healing i feel like that needs to come from us as black men if mm. we are the very face and the movement of the culture then why would it not come from us you know what i'm saying like we 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 move everything we are the culture as as it is Beep, excuse me but it just is what it is that's why i stand it that's why i'm staying at mm. but of course i'm here for you to correct me if you think i'm yeah, I, it, w- it wouldn't be a correction. It'd be a clarification on what you mean by unfair. I think it's unfair that that's the direction that I'm seeing a lot of people going. Well, that, so, and, and, and I'm not trying to be semantics here. I'm just. Don't use them big words. I'm not smart like that. I'm, I'm not trying to like. I don't want to go semantics. Yeah. They probably like nigga. There ain't no big yeah, words. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to nitpick like the words you're using specifically, but like. When it comes to the word unfair, it means that there is an unequal opportunity um, or like, like to, to where s- something is leaned towards one group and not expressed towards another. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out. What do you mean by unfair or was unfair? Could unfair be swapped out for a different word that I can understand? I think it's not right. Right now, I think okay, it's not, not right. right. I think okay. like in the time, it's not cool. Like, okay, for sure, for sure. Because yeah, I feel like you're. I feel like, like it's I, wrong. I didn't say it's. I'm saying like I just feel like it's being neglected. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's a better word, I feel. So like you feel being, like we have like a duty? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, feel like was, we got, I feel like we got a duty and a charge, nigga. You late, nigga. You late. Nigga. No, you didn't. Are you out of breath, nigga? No, you didn't do that. No, you didn't. You better figure it out. No, you didn't. Use your context clues, nigga. No, you didn't. Can I not come in here and ask questions? No, yeah, you didn't. What the conversation? Said, what, was what, was it? what we talking about? What we talking about? No, yeah, I was like, what'd you say? That's all I said. To give a, to give a breakdown. So just, dramatic, niggas. God, I'm a dramatic nigga. Facts. Okay. Passionate ass. To give a breakdown, I just said, because wow. the street made me change my words. So I just feel like we're neglecting black women, and I feel like that's, I got to say not fair. Like, just so he understands the context. I, was, yeah. I said it's not fair because. And, and now that I have context, I would say that's just untrue. Why? Because by and large, we marry black women. And I'm saying that I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing that change. 
I'm seeing that now, shit. I, I think I think it's we need to see more healthy marriages Facts. so we understand marriage. Facts. But the, the facts remain. Black men marry black women. That's statistically, I agree. Yeah, Experience like, so, wise, I also agree with you because I've had yeah. conversations with different black men. Huh? That's like there's been a neglect because of bro. I kid yeah. you not. This homeless so man came in the coffee shop, and uh, he said, "Hey, uh, you know him too. You you seen him? Uh, he didn't came in and he was just like Caleb. I'm trying to. You gonna give me a girl? I was like, all right. What you looking for? He said, bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a white woman because these black women. I, I can't do that no more. And I was like, bro, like emotional, damn it. So, and I was and so. And there was, we had a whole conversation about that, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I've heard that from him and other black guys, but there is this neglect, you know what I'm saying, that is there at times in my own experience with some black men, you know? And I think it's because of their own personal experiences, been Mm -hmm. hurt and whatnot, Um, and they put that on all black women, whatever this one chick did, all of them did it, you know, that all of them seem to have done it now. And so I'm going to go, this is another thing, and it's not a compliment either, that I've, I've also heard. And this is one of the things he said. He said, bro, I go to the white women because they're a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? To, to deal with. And I was like, fam, like, mm. it's, you're, you've been hurt and you've been, you've gone through your own experience. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So I, I agree. From experience, I agree with that. From statistics, I also agree with that. I see it. I see it. I see it all the time. I'm seeing it all the time, and I'm seeing talk it about experience. And bro. I'm seeing it in different like money brackets as well. So uh. yeah, I, I, you don't know no black dudes that's like neglected black women because of well, that's, that's what I'm trying to say, fam. Like like it's 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 I might say look at the wrong thing. I, I think everything everyone everyone's saying is valid. You know, it's just at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's marriage like we're not we're not marrying enough you know and so i look at that as the issue if we actually promoted marriage as being something that was valued and then also by also seeing people that are marrying the one out of four that are marrying had a 50 percent chance of divorce within the first five years is marriage is the issue forget black it's like we're not even getting married we're not seeing the value of marriage and so as i'm hearing People say it's easier. Well, look at the stats. Yes, it is easier. Because when we're going black, this is the results of the stats. I'm like, look at the stats. It would be easier outside. But I'm not going the easier route. I want to go the route that helps our community. Hmm. It's harder, but I think it's beneficial for our community to see that. But to act like it's not easier would be ignoring the stats. Hmm. Indeed. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi. Okay, so kind of have a comment. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm not really into the terms of like pro-black and all that stuff, but I think for me, I am looking at what the issues are and the fact that, you know, we all talk about like why the benefit of seeing a healthy, you know, black family. And I think that that isn't the the end goal for me. Like, I think that as a Christian... Wait, what's not the end goal for you? I think just seeing healthy black communities. I think that as a Christian, I'm also called to see healthy black communities also love God. 
and not saying that that is what you're not including, mm -hmm. but I think um, the, the best example I can give, because I'm not married, I'm, you know, have very few dating experiences right about now, but, um, but a couple years ago, I did a urban internship in Louisville, Kentucky, and um, our year-long interns, it was like 10 of us, we were the most diverse um, of our group, of the organization, I think ever. And uh, one day we went out to dinner, and um, because we were so diverse, people came up to us during our dinner, and they were like, how do you all know each other? You know? And we were like, we're Christians. And we're, we're choosing to live together, to do life together, because we're called to love across boundaries, you know, across racial, racial and cultural boundaries. And so for me, I think that when I think about um, being married to somebody who is your same race or isn't, and you're going into a community and you're trying to lift up the black community, I think that Yes, it can make an impact just from looking a certain way, but I think that as, as a Christian, I think that an even bigger impact that I could potentially make is showing love with other people who don't look like me. And if people are then questioning how in America do you love across racial and cultural boundaries and like, like what makes you different? And to be able to go to them and be like, it's the God in me, you know? So, but I, I think that when it comes to marriage and dating, I think that it could be very, very superficial. Like, a lot of times we get into relationships just because we like somebody. Um, and the love is just romantic love. I think that God calls us to really do the hard work and love people who we don't like. And I think that, um, I think that yeah, there's just... There's a, a power that we have as Christians, um, even in our churches and our communities, to, you know, not just stop at um, just loving people that we like, but loving people that we may not have anything um, in common. Yeah. And so I think that, like, to, to build up a, a community, any community that is that is broken, that, is, that has experienced oppression, um, to acknowledge our part in that. I think that that's so important to build that up and to um, affirm their full humanity and love them, how God is calling us to love them. But in addition to that, also remind ourselves that we're part of that. Like we're like we God has called us to be in relationship with one another and to love one another. And so um, I don't think about pro black as just building up the black community. I think about it as like holistically as a Christian, like being pro black is to build up that community and to also demonstrate what it looks like to love from a place of being healed, you know? And I think that um, that is to be able to love anybody. And yeah, marriage, it, it, it's, yeah, it's very I, superficial. In response, yeah. um, and this is just my limited experience, limited opinion, whatever it may be, but I would say from what I've seen, I've seen interracial couples make a greater impact within each other's families rather mm -hmm. than I've seen within the black community. Okay. 
know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, yo, the type of barriers you have to break down when you're literally combining two separate cultures, they're making a greater impact in communicating what it means, the black experience to the white experience, the white experience to the black experience, more than what I've seen, the emphasis be, hey, let's be black. Let's be pro-black. Let's be, you know what I'm saying? And, and if, if I do see that, it's because the, um, typically what I've seen is, is, is the black male of the household had a major bend towards being black activists and then whoever he's with is, as they define an ally, that assists with that. You know, um, but, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, you know what I'm saying, in the aspect of, like, love is, is, is conquers all? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that as you're loving, it's also apt for us to be strategic, you know, and so Facts. in strategy, mm-hmm. obviously, like yep. if I'm saying that I'm loving my community, like was it was it was it racial or an issue nationally for Jesus to say this is for the Jew first? Oh, Jesus. What about everybody? Bang, bang. Nah, bang, he said this is for bang, the Jew first, bang, then the bang. Gentile. Why? Because if we can't get our own house in order. Then how are we going to talk about Dom, the Monko, Monko. They got to be able to see that we can do this. Boy, sometimes and I'm saying talking. we are in a pandemic. We're not doing this. We're not getting married. Our communities are shot. It's just terrible. And so for us to grow, it has to be an emphasis for us to grow, not just growth in general. Yeah. Why? Because there's a lack of growth with us. Yep. And so I think in order to make sure we grow, there has to be an emphasis on making sure we grow exclusively. Yeah. With the emphasis. Yeah. And I think that, yes, as Christians, like I said, I'm not putting my blackness over my Christianity. But I'm saying that within me being Christian, I care about justice. And when I see injustice, I'm making sure that, well, there's a mess up within the people I associate with and have been called to minister to. And I got to make sure I can do what I can so that this is no longer as uneven as it is. Hmm. That's, it. That's facts. That's facts. That was good. That was good. It was good. You sound surprised. No, I I can't tell him it was good. It's always it's, a caveat, bruh. No, it's no caveat. I agree. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he gave me a bang bang. No, I, I gave him buttons, nigga. Damn. Like, what you want me to do? Wait, 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 <laughs> go wait, wait. Give him a, high five? a button. A button, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, fam. Like, I don't know what I gotta do. I gotta tap dance for y'all or something. <laughs> nah, but like but like I think you know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> y'all are bro, y'all. Y'all bring out the bro, worst. Bro, Rush Hour is one of the greatest <laughs> trilogies I'll bring ever, out, bro. I promise you, I'll bring out the worst in me. Bro, Rush Hour is one y'all? of the greatest. Y'all like both tri- of us? I go yes. in. It's better than Lord of the Rings. Dude, Wait, this. You coffee. Yeah, bro, Rush you, Hour better than Lord of the Rings. You coffee peddler. <laughs> but um, I you know I think I, I'm glad you put it like that because I feel like. And, you know, this is no shot to you, but I feel like in Christian circles, we try to blanket over stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let the gospel handle it. Yeah, like, we're called to Which love. it does. Which it does, but, like, like you said, I'm glad you used the word strategic. I think we tend to get lazy in our approach to some of the more difficult conversations, right? Um, because if I just say, hey, I'm just going to love across, you know, I'm going to love with no boundaries or nothing like that. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but, like, love also isn't like this fluffy, you know what I'm saying, butterfly type of thing. It's very 
calculating. It's very observant. It's very um, intentional, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm loving intentionally and I see there has been an intentional attack on a certain part of the community, then why would I not also intentionally address it um, in the same way that it was brought down? So I think, you know, it's, it's very true to say, as a Christian, I should love you because that's what the Lord calls me to do, this, that, and the third. But at the same time, like you said, bro, like I have to love you enough to actually see the problem and address it in a manner that isn't just generalized. And I think we've generalized the issue of racial inequality in America in the church. We've generalized a lot of these issues in our responses. So it's, I don't and, know. And, and, that's, and, and, and that's honestly what I mean by exclusive, to be to clarify, right? Because what I'm saying, because as I, I get invited to panels, I get invited to conferences, I speak at a lot of places, and the places I'm getting invited to are not black. By and large, 98% white sometimes, right? That's the last conference I went to, right? And they allowed me to be who I was completely. I didn't, I'm the same person, on me. You can go look at the footage, right? But, but here's the thing. In understanding that and knowing that God has allowed me to even have the opportunity and the ability to communicate with people that don't look like me and more less about communication, but build relationships and friendships with people that don't look like me. The black experience is heavily pushed as being race issues. In other words, when we talk about racial reconciliation, we're not thinking about North Koreans and South Koreans. We're not thinking about, we're not thinking about Japanese people. We're not thinking about Latinos, whatever facets of how many people there are in that, you know, in different cultures and groups of that, right? We just think black and white. And I think that that's also something that can be heavily misconstrued because as I'm saying exclusive, I'm not saying not to care. So when things were happening in, in um, I think it was North Korea, right, and, or in America, and it was like, yo, Koreans are being attacked, right? Is it now like, well, it ain't my people? Nah, fam, because Christian is my people. When my people are being attacked, when my people are being tormented, I'm seeing that in the Middle East, too. It's like, yo, Christians are being attacked. I grieve when they grieve. So it's, it's not just about exclusively black in that, in that, in that aspect. And I think the, a, a major reason why I'm like that is because I'm Christian and seeing other Christians suffer is something that's terrible to me. And I, and I don't like that. Why? Because I'm supposed to care for my brethren first mm. more than I care for the world. Mm -hmm. Because they'll know us by our love, right? And so that's why I place an emphasis on on that, you know, um, and I would say even that exclusive. But when I say exclusive, I'm, I'm meaning, as you say, intentfully, right? Because I, I think to make the black experience the only experience is also something that's negative, yeah. right? And, and, and to exclude others within the body would me be saying, hey, well, because I'm the fist, I'm more powerful than the foot. Are more powerful than the, the ear, right? When we all have our own purposes and our uses. So we'll I just want to clarify that within that as well. T. Hi. What up, good? Okay. What so up? What? Good. Good. Thank you. You never heard of Why you confused, nigga? Yeah. What up, good? Good. Me, I said good. <laughs> you people in your urban colloquial. You people? <laughs> So wow. I was just going to comment 
on everything that y'all were just saying. So I, um, I'm a military brat, so we, we moved hmm. every three years of my life. So I didn't really grow up in one church. Um, we went to the church wherever it was at in the country we were at. Um, but every time, my grandma did live in Arlington, and she attended the Potter's House. So when we came home for the summer, that's kind of where I went. So I just say I grew up, like, in the Potter's House. So I've been to Dallas. So um, I, I was there when it was, like, like, where the conference room is, like, was the whole church. So, like, it wasn't like the, yeah, it wasn't like the stadium it is now. And so then I went to the Potter's House Fort Worth, and the, but now I go to Life Church. So it's a predominantly white church. And um, back in 2021, or 2020 and 2021, I did, the, I did an internship through the, the children's ministry. And um, during that time... There was, like, a lot of, like, incidents happening with uh, black people. So they were experiencing a lot of, like, racism kind of things. And um, I was on staff, so I had, like, built a relationship with the pastor and all the other pastors and stuff. And um, I, I told them, like, if you have a question or if you're not, if you don't understand, like, you can ask me, like, you're, you know, you're my brother, you're my sister, and I would rather you ask me and you look dumb than for you to ask somebody else and they'd be offended by it. Um, and I, you know, I would say, like, not that I'm representative of all black people, like, I can only tell you of my experience specifically, but I said, but if you have a question, you know, like, just, just ask me, because I want you to know, because it is different. Um, and then during February, I asked them if I could, like, present basically during our staff meetings um my I, my bachelor's degree is in african and african-american studies and linguistics um together so i asked him i was like can i just give y'all some like put y'all up on game like i don't want like an hour but give me like a few minutes so i can just tell y'all like the difference and they were like oh my gosh yes and so i would just basically just say like i i gave like a little informational like on ebonics and aave and the differences between that and how it's like weird when y'all say it like you know and they were like oh my gosh and i was like yeah y'all take it as like slang it's cool and then y'all throw it out but like you know my mom my grandma they've been saying that my whole life but like you know so if i feel some type of way when you do that and they were like oh okay um so then it came up like my pastor he was just like hey like from your perspective, like, why are we not more diverse? And I was like. They love that question. I was like, do you, I said, how long? How much time you got, bro? I said, okay. I said, this will inform, like, my next staff meeting. So um, I just gave them a few things, like, I, and I did a little bit of research, but one of the things I found was that, like, even just Christianity in general, like, means something different. And so, for white people, generally, it meant conversion, like, power and yep. control. And for black people, it literally meant freedom. freedom. Mm -hmm. So, I said, when you're looking at it like that and you're preaching from that perspective, I was like, yeah. there's, a, there's, like, a connection that we don't necessarily identify with. Um, and so... He was like, they, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, expression. exactly. So anyways, so um, 
And I told them, I was like, and you have to understand too, I told them, I was like, this is the biggest thing. This was the biggest thing for me. I was like, you know, we can't avoid like those old white people, you know, like that they're doing racist stuff. And I said, the worst thing, I told him, I said, the worst thing you can do is to ignore it. I said, because then we don't feel safe. And I said, I think I feel safe because y'all know me and I got a chance to, you know, do this internship, be on the team, get to know y'all. I said, but the people that are coming in and out, like, they don't, they don't get to see that side of you. They just see you ignoring the problem. And I said, so if somebody black comes up to you and is like, because this, this did happen, um, we had a student volunteer and an adult volunteer. They were greeting. They were opening the door. And this old white couple, everybody knew who they were. I didn't, but everybody on staff knew who they were. They were coming up, and they stopped. They, the, the black people, they had opened the door and was smiling. You know, that was their job. And they stopped, and they went to the, a white man that was on the other side. He, was, wow. he had his head in his phone. Like, he, wasn't, he was just standing at the door. So he said they walked up to him, and he kind of jumped and was like, oh, hey, hi, you know, and, like, let them in. And he looked over, saw the, the black girl. She's a teenager, by the way. Like, she's one of our students. And the guy, he had, lo he had locks about to hear, and they just were like, you know, like, they didn't do anything. They just were really, like, visibly sad. And because I had said, like, just ask me. He came up to me. He was like, Tiana, please, like, please don't tell me that I said that was racist. <laughs> and he was like, I, he's like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And I was like, don't ignore it. And I said, because that student, it was the student pastor that had come to me. And he was like, that's my kid. Like, that, I'm her pastor. Like, what do I do? And I said, don't ignore it. I said, you can't change those old people. Like, can't change them I said but you can make her feel seen make her feel safe and when that starts to happen more people will come but at that time it was happening a lot and they were ignoring it and it was dwindling like the color was dwindling and I was like but that's why you're letting this stuff happen and the other thing I told them I was like you like as a white man you're at the top like you say something's not okay it's not gonna be okay and I was like but when you're silent Mm -hmm. Silence is loud. Like, everybody's just going to keep going on. And I was like, I could, I could be as loud as I want to, but they're not. They're just going to be like, oh, she loud, she complaining, she crying, you know, and brush me off. But I was like, but you're, you're in a place of power, you're in a place of position. I was like, even if you just acknowledge it, it'll, uh, people will listen, and they'll be like, wait, what was that, you know? Mm. And they were like, wow. And I was like, yeah, hello, come on. Um, so it's actually got, it's been a cut, what, it's, what is it? What year is it? 2022. You, you okay? Yeah, a lot has happened. Hey, but, hey, um, she must be on a mission. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I forget what day it is. She said, what year we in? <laughs> she killing it for Jesus. I already know. Ain't no way. So, but anyways, I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, have, I was at church today, and I, I think I've seen more just brown people, people, like African people, black people, and I don't see it as much. And the people that were kind of racist, I don't see them around as much. Yeah. They're not being as loud. So I've tried to tell them, like, hey, like, it, it works. Like, and I know you, you know, you could say, like, oh, well, they just wanted to be more diverse, but whatever. But I was like, but, like, loving like Jesus is also, like, 
bring, yeah, like loving that diversity and acknowledging it, not just saying like, oh yeah, well we're all Christians. It's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus and I'm black. Like, and I'm a woman and I'm Tiana, like in that order, like it all matters. And so when you deny that you are denying me and Mm -hmm. I'm your sister, you know? So I think, I think you can embrace diversity without seeking it, you know? Um, end of the day, like I've, I've I've said this a few times on the podcast, but if you're at a church in, um, uh, let's say Plano, right, and you're at an Ethiopian church, and they're like, "Hey, how do we come become more diverse?" I'm like, "Bro, you're in an Ethiopian community. It's cool that your church is Ethiopian. There's nothing wrong with that, you know." Or if you're at a if you're at a product, if you're in Highland Park, how do we become more diverse? Well, move your church. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Don't like, be a Highland like, Park there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fam. It's it's just like it's yeah. it's. Does your church look like your local Walmart? I think that's the important thing. It's Less a great racial barometer. and yeah. more social. That's Grant Skeldon. Uh, it's in his book. Great, great, great guy. Um, and so, like, like making sure your church looks like your community, mm-hmm. not like TV or what looks good on pictures, right? Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. I've actually gotten asked to do a couple uh, meetings and like. Uh, even panels about being more racially diverse, and I turn it down every time. Because whatever aspect of smart you hear from me is because I got a lot of OGs and mentors. I'm like, yo, there's somebody more qualified, less cool, and more educated than I am, right? That's who you should have at this panel. You're doing this because I'm entertainer, and I'm entertaining. But people that actually have the, the beauty behind the knowledge and the PhDs would be more beneficial to have... Typically, it ends right there. But essentially, for me, hearing that, I'm I'm very much if there if I ever was put in a position where I'm having to talk about it, I just say immersion in ministry. Immersion is becoming all things, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Empathy, right? It's literally saying I'm going to immerse in your community <coughs> in order to understand your experience. So I'm actually making you feel included in the body. And then second, ministry. It's a very simple fix. Like, the whole beauty behind the movie Remember the Titans was the fact that you had two racially diverse groups. And they actually never had to talk about race. They had to what? Go to war together. When you go to war with somebody, you don't care about anything else but the mission being done. We have one mindset, and that is get the dub. Be perfect. And they went and did that. And through that, they were like, wait, for us to effectively do this, we have to work as a team. Mm -hmm. Like, it happened in the, in the wars as well. Yes, when you start seeing, I don't care how inhumane you believe black people are, when you start seeing all these black soldiers be in front of you, dying for the same country that enslaved them, and then that same person saves your life, I don't care how racist you are, you're going to be like, thank you. Because that person laid there. No greater love than to lay your life down for a friend. Ask your question. That, ask your question. You, you. Remember you put in the in the group chat about the about the love and the in that verse. Thanks, T. Wow, bro. We ain't gonna go there. That's a great question. You childish. <laughs> That's not even a talk right now, bro. You ain't trying to get me in trouble. Yeah, I was doing good. You ain't never been on the topic all night, nigga. <laughs> we got one more. Childish, bro. You should ask the question, nigga. I ain't asking that question. Hello. Okay, um, so I'm going to be speaking on behalf of this generation. Um, I am only 20 years old, so I do. Shout out to Gen Z. 
I have a lot to say. Um, but first, I just want to ask, do you think in order to be pro-black that you have to turn your back to other races? Why is it that that's the correlation? Mostly for him. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a lot of... I only, I only ask because I actually haven't heard him say that. No, it's just, it's just for you to want to teach your fellow friends that aren't black about how they can you know, help out the black community and do this. You can also do the same thing for whoever you're in a relationship with because at the end of the day, it is a relationship. And so far, I've heard a lot of financial talk about that is for you. relationship part. And at the end of the day, relationship is about loving this person. If you see you're going to get married to them, there should always be love in the factor. So it shouldn't matter. I do see myself marrying a black man, but I'm not going to turn my back to these other races if I meet a man that's white and he's giving me everything I want and need and I love him and I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't marry you because you're not black. I'm going to teach you that I'm going to support my black community and it may seem like that I'm turning my back on your race or I'm not supporting you and what you're doing, but we, have, we do have it harder with dating at this day and age, being black. Like he said, it kind of feels like we are being neglected because uh, I have a cousin who has said straight out, I, will not, I don't want a dark-skinned baby. I don't want to date no black girl because I don't want my baby to be dark. His girlfriend, Hispanic, he said that in front of his black sister. So that right there doesn't make the black man look good. It makes her think, okay, so black men don't want me, but I'm seeing all these white men dating and marrying these black women, so maybe that's what I need. Yeah, and, and it's not a lot marrying. And that's, that's what I'm trying to say. The statistics show that it's only 80, like 85%. That is a large majority of black men are marrying black women. That's a narrative being pushed that's not true. If you want to get married as a black woman, you have the highest chance of that by marrying black. Some, like if what we're saying is like, otherwise it'd be other cultures that are like, yo, nobody's marrying black women. Let's go over there and marry black women. What's happening is the most people that are marrying black women are black men. Yes, you're seeing people date. Yes, you're seeing people smash. Commonly, it's not happening with marriage. I think it's a marriage problem. We have a misconstrued perspective of marriage, and we in America are operating marriage in a terrible way too. I don't really know how accurate the 50% um, um, divorce rate is amongst believers as opposed to non-believers, et cetera, but marriage, I think, is a crucial topic that has to be dealt with and shown within any community. I think that is an American issue for sure. And so with that being said, to your question, I, I felt like I answered it. Let me clarify as well. I'm not saying turn your back on people. I didn't say be I, I mentioned the Koreans, like, yo, like, like loving them, showing love towards them. I even mentioned if somebody says, hey, I'm, you fall in love with another race, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying don't marry them. I'm saying, like, like, yo, what's the purpose of your marriage? It's the kingdom? Okay, yeah, build the kingdom. Image bearers is the goal. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying there's something wrong with Hispanics or wrong with white. There's nothing wrong with any other person. You're all essentially equal, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, is that if you're saying 
It is the black experience you're caring for and building up the black community. It benefits the black community to see black marriage because we're not seeing marriage anyways. Not seeing marriage is the issue. We aren't getting married. But if you just look at the statistics, because when you get married and file for marriage, you're gonna, it's going to be black woman and whatever other race you marry. And then that gets put into the census what the government looks at when they talk about this many people are married. And it's showing that, by and large, black men are the only ones marrying black women. You may see outliers. You may see celebrities. But that's not the narrative. And we got to stop believing the narrative outside of that. Like, oh, we, well, I can just go do this. I can just, okay, good. Good luck. It, does, it doesn't happen. If, if, if black men are marrying, like I said, it's, it's one out of four. That's a pandemic. We're struggling as a community right now. And so I'm saying let's actually address the struggle. And that is a long list of things. But I think it starts with understanding the purpose and the intent of marriage, which was a God-ordained thing. God wants more image bearers. And for us to exemplify and model the black family, yes, I would say it would benefit black children to actually see healthy black marriages. I'm not saying turn your back on other people. If you find fall in love with somebody who's Asian, go have you a nice little Asian family with black kids, black Asian family. You know what I'm saying? Black and ease. Asian, I think, Asian. is a technical term. Black and ease. That's what uh, that's black what, uh, what? Chris Tucker said. <laughs> black, black and ease. Black and ease. That's a Chris Tucker joke, y'all. You know what I'm saying? To my Asian friends, I'm not. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, but like, but uh, uh, essentially, like. It's not about turning your back on somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm not pushing that. Because like I said, I'm, I'm Christian before I'm black. You know? and, and if we're talking about the black experience and you're saying, hey, I want to show the black experience. I want to marry a man that helps me understand my culture and helps me build up my culture. Well, yeah, absolutely. That would behoove you to marry, number one, who's already marrying you in the first place. And then who also can help build up that community by showing that this actually works in this community. But I think the misconception is, is that people are marrying because of love. And that's the issue I see. What do you mean by that? Well, um, what was your question? What do you mean by the misconception is that people are marrying for love? Absolutely. You marry for love, you're going to have issues. And why is that? As I've said before in other podcasts, love... The vibe and attraction are things that are minute in my decision-making for finding a wife. If you talk to any married couple, any married couple, ask them if they always love their spouse. Nope. It comes and goes. Talk to any married couple. Ask them if they've already... You probably dated somebody that you found fine. They break your heart. They're no longer attractive. Oh, that can come and go too. Vibe. Oh, y'all done got confused by the vibe so many times. Comes and goes. (laughs) So why would I marry on something so fleeting as the vibe, attraction, and love? When you base your marriage on something that's fleeting, yeah, it's going to divorce. That's why we have 50% of divorces happening. You marry out of understanding the purpose of marriage, which is making more image bearers, and then also commitment to the contract you made that God brought together. Let what God brought together, let no man separate. God put his stamp on that. God hit the gavel and said, yo, that's mine. Y'all good. And so, yes, I don't think people should marry because they fell in love. And that's the issue. People are searching for love and not searching for legacy. Okay. And Mm. one more thing. (sighs) That contract work, 
I don't like that we use that contract word as uh, to talk about marriage because contracts have an end date. All contracts That's have true. an end date. Not true. Most of them, you saying marriage is a financial contract, financial contracts will have an end date. So you're saying... Well, that's the thing about covenant. So so the word covenant, and I I mean to cut you off, the word covenant, right, in the scriptures Mm -hmm. means contract, essentially. And God made an eternal covenant with Israel, right? Like, Like God makes eternal contracts. And that's why he hates divorce. Because he's saying, yo, you got before your family, you got before your friends, you got before their family, and you got before a person and said, this is forever, better or worse, till death do us part. That is an eternal contract. The only end date that separates that is death itself. So yes, the contract, verbal contracts, because verbal contracts are just as effective in the court of law if it can be proven. Law and legally binding. If you are now saying, well, it's just a contract. No, it's not just a contract. Your name is on it. And you have a duty to be a person of your word and be in that commitment till death do you part. Okay, that's all. Appreciate it. Amen. Don't marry for love, I guess. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's it's good to love. That's that's, that's cool. That's, that's That's a new age thing. It's, 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 it's very, it's, it's very that's modern. A di- that's a different time. That's a different. It's podcast. very modern. Modern. Marry for love. Look, look, look. The marrying for love is a is a, is a luxury in our culture. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. I'm just saying what you just said though lined up scripturally. Yeah, but, yeah, but so wait, 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 but um, essentially, it's a podcast on love. In that podcast on love, we talk about that. Because at the end of the day, I do believe there's aspects of love that are a choice. It's conscious. But also, like, like for example, right? Like, for that example. That shot wasn't a choice. For example, right? That shot was a choice. God. And, it's, and, and, and we disagree on this. We disagree on this. But I do believe that animals have the capability to love humans as well, right? If, if you're saying that there's no greater love, then um, huh? you, you said non-believers can't love. So, yes, if, of course, if a non-believer can't what love, you don't think an animal yeah, can love. We, we, we ain't going to do that conversation Oh, the episode's right dropping What soon. did I say non-believers so, can't love? No. No, that's the first commandment no. of marriage. No, be fruitful and multiply. No, 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 no. But yes, that's the first commandment. So that's that is that is that yes. I never said that. All right, all right, yeah, we'll do we'll do that later. Um, yeah. What else do you like? What else purpose in marriage? Look. Yeah. So if build the kingdom, look. Look, yeah, bro. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You marry in the church. Look, you look, marry for legacy and duty. If the of question is, like, should marriage be void of love? That's not what I'm saying. Like, I, obviously, but 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 what? Oh my gosh. No, it's not. Yeah. So 
get him. One of my favorite apologists, his name is uh, David Wood. And David Wood is a David clinical psycho, psychopath. In other words, he lacks empathy and feels no guilt. He literally has no capacity to feel guilt. He bashed his father's head in with a hammer and didn't feel bad about it. In fact, he's never felt bad about anything he's ever done. Yet he's in a loving marriage. Why? Because love is beyond the feeling. Yeah. It's also a cognitive choice you can do. Yeah. Right? Is but also... Did Jesus not fully love us the same way he loved us before he went to the cross? Yes. He made the choice to go to the cross, but we were able to understand his love by his choice to go to the cross. But he had that love because he was love and he embodied love in his being. So I don't think love is always a choice. It's also who we are based on whose we are. So it's not just a decision you make. I think that if I laid my life down for a brother, he was able to see how much I loved him by that action. But I loved him before that action. It's not, oh, well, this proves that I loved you. But like, no, it's the action that shows, yeah, man, man, that person loved me that much. But he already had that love inside of him before he died for us. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to make the distinction between the cognitive and the, the choice feeling. and the feeling. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. When people say, I fell out of love, it's not, I'm not still serving them. I'm not still acting towards them. I'm, it's like, yo, like you can still be kind toward them. You can still be self-sacrificing. You can still not boast. You can still not envy. <laughs> you can still not think of your own self. You can still be patient, be kind. All the things that encompass love in the first Corinthians verse. But that is it. People say they fell in, fell out of love. It's because it's that feeling. And that's what I'm saying. If we're basing love on that feeling, that gush that people talk about, then yeah, I can keep that. You talking about that romance. That goes, no, no, it is love. No, because no, 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 that is love, bro. No, 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 that, that is love, bro. Because bro, 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 that's what I'm trying to say, fam. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the reason why that's important is because it wasn't until recently, and we, I talked about this before. I've never actually yeah, felt right. the love of God physically. Yeah, it's right there. I've never felt it. Not until about so far, a few months I ago when I literally was in worship and I cried for the first time during worship. Yeah, and I was like, wait, this is the feeling people are talking about? I never felt that in my life. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got to see and experience something where the pastor tells one of the kids in front of everybody, I love you. And I felt God saying that to me. And I felt it. I've only ever known the cognitive. Yeah. I've only ever known the actionable. I didn't know the feeling. And so when I actually felt God hug me, I know the feeling exists. So, but I'm saying we shouldn't just base things off of just the feeling. That feeling you get, yes, that happens through a lot of things, including sex. You fall in love with people, especially women. They release a specific hormone that's exclusive to them when you have sex with somebody, which makes you easier to bond and pair with that person, which makes it harder when you start pairing with a lot of people. But essentially, at the end of the day, the love aspect is something that can be a feeling, but we can't just make love just one thing, a feeling, an action. I think there's a lot of ways we can love, which is why, there's, which is why literally there's different Greek words for the love, word love. So essentially, And we all translate the same way from one word, but it's different words. So you're just saying... It can't just be one part of it. It can't be. There's yeah. a totality. Of but when I hear people say love, I know they're not meaning that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They talk about sure. that gushy feeling. You're talking about the the the, the emotion, the falling over. in and falling yeah, out. Of love. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's not love. So, but like, it's it's the. I didn't say marriage is love. Period. That's, oh, that didn't come out of my y'all mouth. Yelling. I said I'm not going to base my marriage on something that is fleeting. 
I said Ooh, I'm not going to, to base my marriage on something that is fleeting. You can, if you want to base your marriage on something that's fleeting, my be my guest, bro. Be the exception to the rule. I'm just saying, is if if all I'm hearing people talk about, and even including next, especially next generation, it's like, yo, make sure you love this person. But th- that's what I'm trying to say. We are getting in and out of relationships just in dating from people we love and fall out of love with. So. Why are we basing a marriage on something so fleeting? Well, I think it's important that you understand what love is. Yeah, yeah you, you got. I think. You got to change context of word. I think. I think. I think the feeling of love is important. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is, I think you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important you understand what love is, like what biblically is outlined as love, because, like you said, it can't just be one thing. It can't just be, sure. you know, I love you because I do X, Y, Z, and there is like, then that's just duty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that's just action. But it's also like, you know I love you because that's how I feel when you walk into the room, yada, yada, yada. There's going to be days when I walk into the room and you hate me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's the totality of everything that that that, that Scripture talks about, both both practically, both, both in a duty sense. And I think there's some emotion to it, right? I think there's some emotion to love, right? I think Jesus even displays that. when Even when he cries for Lazarus, when he's dead, it's because he loves him. Yeah. You know, that's emotion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's also, there's also love in the fact that, like, he was obedient so much so that he allowed Lazarus to die. That is also love. You know what I'm saying? You will love me if you keep my commands. So I think there's a lot of different parts of it. But to your point, things. we pick and choose. And the most prevalent of that is we base the it off one. how you make me feel. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this has been quite a show. We appreciate y'all for today. pulling up. That's not all having these conversations with us. Where the white women at? Caleb would like to know where the white women are. I'm joking. So if you are a white woman, please see Caleb Mary. My name is Trey. Caleb, that's three hymns. We don't like being diverse panels. Hit us up on YouTube, IG, and we will see you next time. Hey, you only stay because he called your name.